Hello, welcome to this episode 23 of the Northern Invasion podcast. Joined by myself, Stuart West, and Scott Smith. Evening all. Liam Watt. Evening. And Nathan Watson. Evening. So it's uh it's it's March. Um we've we've already had a couple of episodes uh this month and we've even had one of them that came through twice because I was drunk and messing about with uh <laughs> with Podbean. And I, I only tried to delete it off my, my phone. Uh it's not phone, but you know what I mean, my iPod thing. And I pressed the delete button thinking it'd it'd get rid of the download out of it, and then it just deleted the episode. So I had to re-upload it, and then everybody got it again. So there you go. It's a good way for us to up our download figures, <laughs> Bonus. it seems. I'll just keep releasing the same ones over and over again. So there we go, episode 23. Um, well, let's jump to it. Hobby updates. Uh, I've actually finished the bases for my woods that I'd been stalled on for so long. So I've done eight. Um, so I painted them all, um, picked out all the bits and pieces. Uh, dry brushed the wood and the the stones and things and then washed it and then I did some what's it called soft tone from the army painter which is like a varnish and then um, after that I gave it a bit of like a dull coat so they're really robust now because they're going to get loads of stuff pushed across them so they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't chip or scratch which is good and it's nice to have them finished and I mean it's a bit frustrating now because now I'm looking at these massive boxes of unbuilt trees and a lot of events you go to i mean you never put the trees out anyway but some people uh, are quite well they like to see the trees uh get put out so so i'm looking at having to build 24 trees to at least take around with me just in case somebody wants me to put the trees out i don't think many tos make you do it and i mean even at um at Warhammer World, I was watching on the stream a yeah. couple of events, and, and they don't know. Um, I always discuss with my opponent, um, did they want me to uh, avoid the holes, or how do you want this to work? And we come to an agreement on that before I start. But I think putting the trees in, to be honest, all it does is slow the game down and make me have to carry an extra massive box. But I think I have to do it. So I'm, I'm not going to be definitely have to do it. I do. So I'm not going to be uh, filling it in on my um, paint hammer sheet that I've completed these woods yet because I'm going to have to do the trees. So uh, that's something I'm going to look at. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that you, you don't see them, and but that's, obviously there's reasons why. You know, ease of yeah. playing, even ease of just moving, and yeah, it's mainly you know, movement. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I've got a got an event in. Well two weeks just under um and then i'm going away and i'm going to another one while i'm away south so really i need to have my trees done um they might not be done to the highest standard but i'll at least have them built base coated uh which should be should be enough i'm hoping uh so let me think that's probably the most in terms of painting i've done one thing that i've done this weekend which was quite good fun actually was a it's not quite a game I don't know how many of you guys used to listen to the Hard Six podcast. Um, it was one of the first ones I used to listen to. Not really. I think I caught one or two episodes, but not really. 
Yeah, I used to like it, and they used to have a segment in there that I used to particularly like, Hero versus Monster. So what they had was, and it was pretty great at the time, they had all the um, the randomized um, tables, and what it was was every Hero War Scroll and every Monster War Scroll at the time was on a roll of a dice. And what they'd do at a certain segment in the episode is they'd roll off and one of them would be the hero and one would be the monster. And then they'd just start 24 inches away and, you know... Just just live live cast it. Yeah, it was was brilliant. I used to love it. It was one of the... It was one of the highlights. And then they did it where it was winner stays on. So it was like they had this, this... uh, it was like the black dragon with the dark elf on it or whatever it is. Red Lord, is it? Yeah, and it lasted for absolutely months. So um, anyway, uh, me and the boy were playing today, um, and I'm sick of... Uh, I just I just didn't have time to go back up into the loft to get a load of terrain down, so we had a bit of hero versus monster action. So we had... Uh, first off was Durthu versus a vampire lord on zombie dragon and he was Durthu the boy and he continued his his run by absolutely smashing me up so <laughs> I uh, I got <laughs> I got the priority moved up uh I did the breath he saved it failed my charge he moved up shot his tendril things into me and then just hit me with the sword and killed me so that was that was a quick one, and then we went through the um, the Dreadmar versus Thunder Tusk. It was the Huskard on Thunder Tusk. It lasted a good few turns actually, uh, but yeah, in the end he he ate the he ate the Thunder Tusk. So I lost both. Did you? Yeah, but it was it's a good bit of fun. Yeah, it's just a bit different, and it's 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 good for kids because they they learn the movement side of things, and you know it's it, we got his big dice out. He's got these big huge. I don't know what they are, the 30 mil dice or something daft. Maybe a little bit smaller than that, but yeah, that was good. And then the only other thing I've been doing is buying stuff. So in terms of the slow grow thing, I've uh, I've got a couple of start collecting boxes of uh, Caradrons. Um, I've got some Thunderers, uh, not Thunderers, an extra gun hauler. Um, what else have I done? Oh, and then I've, oh, again, after a, after a pint, I um, I went on the Green Stuff World website and and invested in everything I needed for the basis for my slow grow army. Is that, but, is that rollers and stuff then, or yeah, so I got a roller, I got cork, I got some resin embellishments and things for. Um, I'm going for like an Aztec themed um basin and stuff. The whole treasure hunting through a jungle is going to be what it's about with the the uh, the army. So I got some treasure chest type resin things and a load of tree trunks and uh, they have like, uh, not Aztec, what was it? Celtic um, statue pieces and things like that. So they're just just big things to put on some of the bigger bases so that there's a bit of height to them as well. So it's not just flat uh, with ships just flying over flat things. I wanted a bit of life. So, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, I did that and I'm looking forward to that and then i got a roller um and a load of green stuff i might so, try that yeah and this i don't know it's probably a i'll see how interesting it is i remember um luke whitehead uh, had a stormcast army i think it was yeah. and he had he'd rolled out all the uh, the like cobbled stones yeah um and i remember speaking to paul about that and 
it seems all right i think one of the main tips and one thing you have to do is you have to vaseline up you you have to lube up your uh your, yeah, um, your rod your because otherwise <laughs> your rod means, up yeah yeah you've got you've got to give it a good a good uh a good lubricant so um they do like a special inner tub sort of a vaseline type thing like a petroleum jelly that you stick on your um you a stick shaft. on your rod yeah sure. and then uh you you don't get all bits stuck to it, so hopefully it it won't it won't uh, it'll allow the uh, and then I got a load of I mean I was stupid I suppose a load of uh, cutters so they do like sets of cutters so that you can you roll it out basically like a bit of pastry oh yeah okay. and then they sell cutters so that they make them to exactly to base sizes so it's then here, yeah you've got like a big a sheet that's patterned and then you stick the co- cookie cutter type thing through it and so then you just glue them to the top of your bases. There's definitely, a, there's definitely a hole in the market for GW to get some lube out there as well, I think. I know, I think they should do. Especially yeah. with Slanesh coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, the shaft in a take, my wallet takes off GW. I think uh, I think they should send it with every bloody box of stuff yeah, that comes to Lube your app. wallet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me. That's my hobby update. So well, buying definitely got? is a hobby. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's an inter- it's well, I mean, it's a fundamentally important part, really, isn't it? If it weren't for that, then we'd have no hobby. So, so you're you're the master at that side of it, Scott. What's your hobby update? Um, so I finished up since the last time. Obviously, finished the Flesh Eater um, army for Fall of the Old World. This was obviously well more than a week ago now, but had to finish up. My regents, my throne, and my king on terrorgeist. Um, I think that was going oh, the spell, the chalice. I had to finish that, so got them to kind of tabletop level. I want to keep going with them because um, it's going to be the basis of my heat two list. So I want to just bring the army up a little bit, get get more work in the basing and a bit more, um, even just highlights, even just just dry brushing the wings or something, just to bring. They're all a bit dull because they've all just been kind of based and washed. So it's all just a wee bit dull. Um, so that's the plan for that. Um, Beyond that, yeah, I've been I've been uh, starting on the slow grow. So my Squigglanch army that got voted. Um, that's I've, I've started there. So I've got my Loon Boss on Mangler built, um, and I'm actually trying to be clever about it this time and do it in a kind of sub assembly way. I even for the first time ever, I even kind of left the jaw off. So the sort of bottom Mangler has got his mouth shut. But you can you can still sort of see inside it, so there's and there's probably very little chance to get a tooth a toothbrush a, a paintbrush in there. <laughs> Squigs don't use toothbrushes. <laughs> um, uh, so I actually kind of glued it all and then left the left the last bit of the jaw out and then sort of primed it inside and then even I thought well I've got some uh, um, Mephiston Red spray that I bought like two years ago when. I think when corn last came out, I thought, "Oh, I'm going to buy some bud letters and spray it, spray, spray them red." But never did. So I had this red spray. So I primed it grey, and then I gave the mouth a quick blast with the red, and then stuck the jaw on, having primed it in the meantime as, as another sub assembly, and then, and then kind of masked up the the open mouth, and then primed the rest of it grey. So there's not so so the inside of the mouth is at least red, and I can always I can probably just launch some. Uh, Agrax in there or something, but there's very little need to. You know, you can see there's a colour in there at least, and it's not grey plastic. So that was the main aim. Um, and the, and the the boss squig on top, um, it's not been glued on yet. So I'm going to try and paint them in sub assembly. 
um, and try and be sort of clever about it because we're taking it slow because we've got time to appreciate it and and do our best. That's what that's my aim with this army anyway is to try and do it just a little bit slower, a little bit better. So that's the mangler, that's the boss. So that's that's kind of like well from the first five hundred points that's he's like three hundred I think. Um, and I built some of the boing rock bounders. Uh, is that what they're called? The, the cavalry guys. Um, I built five of them the other night, just sitting at the club. I wasn't, I wasn't playing, so I'll just build these guys. So they're really cool. Um, however, I think I'm going to build some squigs, probably what we're talking tonight as well, just the squig card, and that that might bring it to an even 500. So that's the kind of first uh, landmark of that. But other than that, like yourself, I've been uh, bringing the youth of tomorrow um, into gaming. So I've got my two boys finally to... Um, Play some Warhammer. So the the eldest, he's he's what almost eleven. He's 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 semi keen. He's he's not super into it yet. But the the, the middle child, he's uh, he, what's he almost almost ten now, nine and a half. He's he's right into it. He's he's a bit more, I think, sort of uh, fertile ground. That one. He's he's probably my, my favourite child probably now. So um, he's he seems right into it. So he's asking questions. I I bought the conquest magazines like. Well, more than six months ago, the first couple of issues. So it's got the three kind of basic intercessors and then the, the three death card guys. Um, so we, we got them built and we played a daft little um, sort of two by one foot paper thing that comes in the magazine game board. And it's just basically you run run at each other and just try and kill each other. So it's we did they did that three v three, and then we did the we, re, we reset and said, well, let, let, let's play a capture the flag. So they did that and. Uh, there's some valuable gaming lessons in there about um, play the mission, play the mission, don't just try and kill everything. So the boy that played the mission won the won the mission. <laughs> Sounds a bit like hero versus monster. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you get all your turns in, or did you need to? <laughs> yeah, no comment. Uh, I, you had me on mute there. Uh, I'm afraid uh, it's probably for the best when you when you <laughs> you said your favoured child, and I was a. Uh, I was roaring a little, so that's quite good. No, we we all have our favourites. So he's asking about AOS as well, so we'll, we'll, yes. we'll get started on that. But. Soon, my little one. Soon. <laughs> that's it, get him to the hero versus monster. We should have some kind of a gladiatorial pit at the side, and uh, we'll have one in Northern Invasion, and all the kids can come and, uh, can come and run things at each other. Ah, cool, so what about yourself then, Liam? Painting Deepkin is all I will be doing until Heat Two now. Just mostly that. Is that what you're? Uh, is that what you're taking to Heat Two then? Yeah, that... taking that Heat Two. Uh, my conversions were always okayed by the events team, so happy, happy with that. So just getting it to acceptable painting level now. I'm base coating everything first, and then I'm going to go through as much as I can again uh, with highlights and things like that. Uh, so is that is that the first week in when is that is that first week in may may yeah. yeah first week in may it's the bank holiday weekend isn't it yeah i've purchased some stuff for my slow grow again fingers crossed for this week that uh slanesh get the release yeah they get the nod yeah, on a very happy person yeah that'll be good what about yourself nathan um loads of painting going into follow the world um Broke my back that week trying to get the reavers done in time. 
Um, but now my army's fully painted. I'm now painting other people's armies. So <laughs> I'm uh, currently painting 10 Reavers for a guy at one of the local clubs that I go to. And I just took stock of Rich's Tyranids today. Uh, had a look through and seen what I needed to get an army on the table for that. So I'm going to be painting that up for him. Just taking a break from my, my own Deepkin. Uh, I'll probably need to go back to Moon Deepkin a couple of weeks before Heat 2. I'm just bored of them right now, though. I can't look at them painting-wise. Um, but now I'll probably go back and tidy them up a bit, try and make them look a bit nicer before the event. Other than that, I got game 42 and 43 of the year yesterday. So I played uh, John Craig and Craig Graham through at Common Ground Games, two really good games. But yeah, so that's hobby, hobby, of... hobby. Yeah, that's good. And will you play me Deepkin again? Yeah, same list. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, good stuff. Right then, so we've we've touched on the slow grow there, uh, the the tale of Northern Warlords. So maybe worth worth giving a bit of an update on that. It's been quite well received, and we've had I don't know how many people, but there must be a good twenty plus plus people who've who've said that they're going to get involved. And most people, after seeing our votes, um, we 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 mentioned it on the last episode where we were all together here. And then uh, we picked three each, I think it was, wasn't it? And then we, we yep. put them out. Um, Twitter spoke, and I think we got like 160-odd votes each. It was, a, yeah. it was a fair few people. Um, and then some votes were tighter than others. We'll, we'll maybe go into that when we give our... Uh, our thoughts so maybe go around actually and, and say what we've got so i put forward um a gun hauler heavy caradron list um a vanguard stormcast list or um free peoples uh, basically one of the cities it was going to be from uh from the uh, firestorm campaign with loads of free guild and ironfeld in, in, um artillery stuff um and it was it was back and forward for a while, but then there was quite a clear, I think five by five percent in the end. Um, it was uh, it it came down to the Caradrons, so I was quite happy with that. Um, at one point, I thought it was it was nailed in for the um, uh, for the free peoples, and I was I'd written lists, and I was I was uh, I was doing some research and cruising eBay, and I dug out some. Uh, some things from my uh, my stash that could could go in there, uh, but it wasn't to be. They they fell away, and to be honest, I I ended up with the the army that I was the keenest on. So, um, the idea is going to be that I'm going to go with um, at least three gun haulers. I've now purchased three gun haulers, um, and then because I've got a couple of those starter boxes, I'll I'll be having sky wardens and thunderers. Um, and then I'll have to get some Arconauts for battle line. And I suppose the main question I've got is then, do I go with a frigate to take the formation or do I, um, just stock up on the Arconauts and, and the sky hooks? So I've got quite a few months to make that decision. So I'm not going to rush into it. I'm going to go with the things I want to paint first. There's a chance that we'll get a new, uh, a new book. Before they uh, they actually get meaningful table time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with that. 
So the main thing, like you said earlier, Scott, was that it's there's no rush in this. So you know we can you can do conversions. We can put a bit of extra effort in. I'm certainly going to put extra effort into my bases because bases are a thing that have let me down in the past. I think um, I'm also gonna yeah just put a bit of extra. I'm going to use the the wet palette. So I've got some ideas. I've even got some little LEDs and stuff. And oh, um, I know. And I've got um, I've got some gaudy fluorescent paints. So I've got some interesting ideas on how I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. And then Green Stuff World. It's it's a dangerous place to go and look on the website. You find a whole manner of things that you never Definitely need. Definitely when you're half cut, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they sell these little plastic hard rods and things that are perfect for cutting down into rivets. So I'm going to be putting some extra because <laughs> I want my gun haulers to look a bit different. I'm going to be uh, putting extra panels onto them and making them look chunkier and well, maybe one or two of them. And I've got some different sort of like cards like plastic card that's done like uh do you know those uh industrial walkways that are made of stainless steel yeah so i'm gonna do the decks like that using um using different uh materials to try and make them look a little bit different so yeah um god knows but hopefully yeah the fact that well, we'll maybe talk about the timings and things in a minute. I'll I'll pass over to you, Scott. What what were your uh, options and what have you gone with? So I've just pulled I've just pulled the polls up on Twitter here just to just to refresh myself. So yours, so yeah, you you were forty five percent on your gun hauler. Uh, the free peoples were thirty six, but it was it was neck and neck. You yours were the yours was the closest for probably the oh, first half of the week. So it was nine percent <laughs> then by the end. That's that's quite a bit. So yeah. that's like fifteen well fifteen votes, I suppose. Because I got about votes. Yeah. Oh, and then the poor old Vanguard Stormcast left behind as, as always. Nineteen percent. Yeah, I had some good ideas for that one. Yeah. Oh, well. Um. So that was you. And then uh, where's my one? Yeah. So obviously, well, we know the we know the gets one, but I had um, I think the Squigglanch. I had kind of Zinch, Zangor, Lord of Change, Coven type list, which I was pretty keen on. And what was my last one? Oh yes, Night Haunt, kind of blade geist um formation. The is it the Shroud, Shroud Guard? Guard? Yeah. Yeah. Um but as soon as you type Squigglanch into a, a poll, there was there was no doubt <laughs> it was gonna no. win. And uh, it had like oh, where are we? I've lost my I've lost my one now. It had like fifty percent anyway, so it was um it was huge. So yeah, like you, I've well, not just like you. You've done a lot more kind of creative stuff. I I wrote a list kind of towards the end of the week when it was coming clear. Oh, here we go. I've got my stats now. So, hundred ninety three votes, forty nine percent squiggle hands. There we go. Holy. And the other two were twenty six and twenty five, so they were two to one ahead. Um, so no question on that one. Um, I wrote a two K list, so the squiggle Anch is in there, obviously as. Um, one formation, and I've got the Squig Rider Stampede kind of um, as part of that. So I've got a 2k list, it's, it's got a wee bit of uh synergy stuff in it. I wouldn't say it's super filth, but you know, I've tried to choose some decent items, so I'll work towards that anyway. But I'm sure it'll change. But what I do want to get, so I've got in there a um, Loon Boss on Giant Cave, Cave Squig, um, he's part of the formation. Um, and the GW one is just a bit pants basically. 
uh, the old one. I think he's Finecast on the website. He's direct only, and he's, it's just a rubbish model. Um, but the Forge World one is is <laughs> is, is lovely, um, and it it comes as a sort of command set. So you so you get a cave squid guy, you get a goblin holding a big banner. Um, so it's kind of another eighth, eighth edition hangover. I'm assuming he was like a sort of BSB type model back in the day. Um, and you get a kind of shaman that's on a big lift up, sort of on his back on a big kind of puff of magical smoke. So it's, it's, those two are really cool models. Um, so I'm going to put both in the in the list so he can be a sort of madcap shaman and a lovely boss and drink. So head down to, to obviously Warhammer World next month. Um, that'll be getting bought. Um, and that's the only real plans for it so far. It's just kind of, yeah, build some stuff up. I need to try and think of some colour schemes, but I'll probably be fairly traditional, nothing too crazy alternative. Um, but like you, I would really want to work on the basing and um, spend some time on that and get that to kind of catch the eye. That's what they always say, isn't it? Ba- faces, bases, and dinosaurs or something. Is that the rule? <laughs> I've got faces, dinosaurs. It's definitely Shields. faces, bases, and nipples. So nipples. <laughs> I've got that on on lockdown. <laughs> sure, squigs have got nipples, but uh, they might yeah, they do. Mama squig. Um, so yeah, that's me. Um, that's all I can say about that just now. But yeah, looking forward to it. Oh, good stuff. Oh, that'd be good. Um, what about yourself then, Nathan? Well, if you've got the the poll results there, do you want to talk us through the Nathan's poll? Yeah. So you had under sixty five votes. Mortal themed corn, forty five percent. Snake themed daughters, thirty percent, and New Skaven, twenty five percent. Yeah, that was not happening for anyone, was it? The New Skaven. No, Nobody no. wanted us the ratty the, bastards. Did they? The internet spoke. <laughs> blood yeah. for the blood god. So corn, it was interesting. I thought daughters might win that. I voted for daughters, but yeah, I thought daughters might have pipped it as well. And then I think it was forty eight hours after the vote started. Nah. They announced the new corn book, and I wasn't <laughs> so fussed about it anymore. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I voted for daughters for myself on at least five accounts. No, I'm kidding. On. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at, for the first 500 points, I still don't know what I'm going to do. I've got a slaughter priest that I got with the first white dwarf I dug out last week. So, I've got him built up, ready to get primed. So, he'll no doubt be at the start. But it's going to be mortal themed. I think I'm going to get a Bloodthirster and magnetize it so that I can play it as whatever one. I don't like the Bloodthirster on the fire like kind of raised up, so I'll probably do the one that's more grounded and uh, just magnetize all the weapon options. But I see the guy Wade, you know, the community bloke. Yeah. Um, he's pretty good actually, but he's, he's he loves his core and he's done a uh, bloodthirster on Scarbrand's body, kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, certainly the legs, anyway. So it's a bit mm-hmm. more sturdy looking, you know, because it does look like a sort of ballet, a ballet leap. It does. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like. There's two poses for the legs because the unfettered fury is more grounded, yeah. and uh, the other two are kind of about an inch off the ground on a bit of fire. Yeah, which I, I'm not fond of that pose. I've I cut the fire off and I stuck it I stuck it on a big skull. Um ah, right, the skull so. kit, one of them big yeah. ones. And uh yeah, I just did that because I didn't want it to be wobbling about. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a cool looking model. And I'm definitely gonna 
every model I'm going to paint like a character. So yeah, I've got time to do it. So I'll just get the... I learned a lot painting the Eidolon with blending. So I think I'll be able to take that on to do some pretty cool flesh. And I ordered a bunch of green stuff. So I'm going to do bases. Uh, I've, I've wanted to do the bases that uh, Byron does for his models, where he basically builds up about half an inch with green stuff to like have all the models stand up more like their own little miniature plinths. So I'm going to do that for the full army as well. Um, I'm not decided on the, the color of the basing yet, but I'm leaning towards kind of desert style colors. Can I make it like they're from the Realm of Fire? Mm. So that'll be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, nice. So our, uh, our Nathan... Uh, sorry. I've not even had a drink today and I can't get your names right. Liam Nathan? Yeah, Liam Nathan. <laughs> I just had a glass of red wine hand delivered to me. To oh home. man, beautiful! Yeah. So, what were Liam's results then? Mm, sorry, <laughs> that was me. Isn't it? <laughs> Let me just oh, hold on. Uh, right, so Liam, back to Twitter. Here we go. So, Liam, uh, he's your choice. So, obviously, uh, obviously, obviously, um, yeah, hundred sixty-eight votes, thirty-nine percent Slanesh, thirty-eight percent. Bone splitters, so there's only one or two votes in there, and 23% scaven, so that wasn't happening. But um, they were kind of neck and neck. Uh, oh no, bone splitters took around a lead, wasn't it? And it was, it was Stu was the closest one at the start of the week, and then once the gun hauler, I think I put up. a post up. I think I put a post up on the Wednesday or something, which just got the hype for the last two days to <laughs> got the slash surging through mm. from behind, etc., etc. I, I, I tried to counter it by uh, by getting people to vote for bone splitters but nobody yeah bit. you were you were project <laughs> fear your big red bus <laughs> out there going fake, bone splitters. Fake <laughs> yeah i just wanted you to after use the dice app i knew you wanted it <laughs> i did i might we, still have to use it for slanesh they might have it yeah, yeah, christ there'll be demon it's be like five attacks each or something yeah so what's your thoughts then what are your ideas not a clue Wait for a book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've obviously I've got two sets of Raph and Rapture now, uh, sitting ready to go. Uh, yeah, I'm literally waiting for if if we find out there's a book this week, that might put me in the mood to build. But obviously I've got the Deepkin project to finish for May. Uh, so I'll, after that I'll start building stuff up. Hopefully it comes out in May. I think that's obviously what mine and Nathan's thoughts were it would be the first week of May and then it would release throughout the month of May kind of like what Deepkin did previously and obviously Slanesh will be a 40k release also so uh, hopefully I can pick up stuff direct from head office as well if I need to anything that's obviously direct only will be exalted yeah. well no I don't think you'll need the exalted anymore because I think yeah. they, tend to, they, they tend to almost write them out don't they I think that's the idea of them yeah. They kind of fill a gap for a while and then they go, well, no, take out. Same with the, Please buy the, new the Exalted, the exalted uh, Bloodthirster. His command ability is now in another one, really. The new keeper will be amazing. Yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be like three or four versions be, within yeah, one. There'll be a character version, obviously. obviously. Hopefully. A uh, new mask, <laughs> I'm guessing as well. Oh, that'd be cool. Hellstriders repackaged. It'd be nice if it was soon, but you might not get it for a while. 
like they might time it in December to be on the international day to end violence against sex workers or something, <laughs> like try and tie it into something or maybe International, international Sadism Day or something. Yeah. Or International Women Day, you know, things mm, like that. I've already had that. I think not? it's just passed, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. International yeah, Gimp Mess Day or something. <laughs> it could be, but I think obviously all uh, we all think that there's going to be a book in May anyway we just don't know what it is because obviously there's the three new armies the two new armies so far that came out were ko and deepkin and they both came out in may in the last uh two windows for releases i hope it's bone splitters and i hope they fight at the start of I the laugh. combat phase I, I laugh. <laughs> or they shoot at the start of the combat phase there we go yeah that'd yeah. be a rock and a rock i don't uh-huh. know what they would do to the army sorry i don't know what they would do to like because obviously everyone else has now got a bazillion dice, so they just gonna go. Here's a hundred more. Yeah, is that how they work? They make you build it as um as the non-archer type, so you'd have to buy a hundred of the the boxes again to build the non-archers. Yeah. And the other form, I don't know, the boars maybe the the one drop formation will be gone. <laughs> I'm guessing as well. All that will be gone because it seems to be the thing they're getting rid of. Because again, the corn lost theirs now as well. There's a couple in there. But they're not the the big ones. They're not, I, them, uh... they're not a complete. You can then take any unit in it. They all all they all force you to take units that they They'd want. Get you to get all those buffs for free, wouldn't they? The same mm-hmm. as uh, well. You'd need to take a specific artifact or whatever. There's the, there's no super standard really, that? is there? In the Gorm formations, I don't think. I've only quickly skimmed and mostly looked at the demons to be honest. But pilgrims. Uh, it's not a standout, but it definitely I think, seems I think, easiest I think to build a list hunt, around. The blood hunt is still there as well. I think yeah. that's good. I'm just flicking. Uh, I like the I like blood the one blood. with the skull reapers in it. Mm-hmm. That looks quite good. The secretor, the exalted deathbringer, the uh, blood warriors, uh, dark, and skull reapers. Dark tide, or was that what it's called? Dark tribes. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's it's on the it's all the blood reapers as well. That one's quite nice. I like that dark, one. Dark feast. Dark Feast is one That's of the Blood it. Reavers and the Stoker. Which plus you, one attacks to melee weapons used by Blood Reavers wholly within sixteen of a slaughter priest. It's all yeah. right. I looked at it. Then if you stack that with secretors and the totem buff, mm. that's plus three attacks. If you give the if you put them into is a Gortide, that they get the all max six inch island well run and run in charge. And then they also get to reroll to hit. Reroll to wound within yeah. ten of objective. That's amazing on them. I wrote a list with that minimum so just like filled out with just three units of ten and wrote a list with gore pilgrims as well so i was just using it because i I wanted the stoker anyway so it was just a way to get an extra cp and an extra artifact and bring the drops lower the formations are a lot cheaper in there Uh, they do most of them force you to tax for which is that seems to be with the same with book that's that's with all the books for now they all force you to tax somehow even as much as people would say Fleshier Courts doesn't, it's still forced you to take, like, in the Ghoul Patrol, you're still forced to take that gas courtier. And the only Nurgle books looking at this corn book, we're going, what the fuck? It's the same with the Deepkin one. Like, I'm looking at the Deepkin book <clears> and yeah. you get four formations in there. Each of them do nothing. You pay a lot of points for them. And, and they the force you to take a hero has... you don't want. They like, all force you to take a hero you don't want. I think there's as many formations in the corn book that I wouldn't want to take as there is in the Deepkin book. So maybe four or five. But then there's about 10 or 12 other ones that I would quite happily play with. Um, yeah, I would take the one that takes a Bloodthirster and then was it seven other units of your choice from Demons? That's amazing. Yeah, that one looks that's all a right. one, that's a, 
Because you yeah, could still what, take what, free bloodthirsters yeah. in it. You could still take free bloodthirsters in it if you really wanted to. Yeah. And then take the re- flash irons, you, it seems to you be. You can get one drop from there, no problem. Yeah, I was like, you can, the... but you're you still don't get the other hero. It's the problem is you can't then mix mortal and demons like they used to be able to do, yeah. like what bone splitters do or iron jaws do. They just go take any iron jaws unit, and then it, in their obviously their one drop formations, they just allow you to take anything. Same with Seraphon and Sylvaneth, they all allow you to just go take what you want, and then they don't they, like obviously you can yeah. then stack yeah. the same hero that you that really benefits your army. I'm loving the one that. That you flagged Nathan about Ben Johnson, and he's, he, he talked about it on the stream. The it's a cool um, list. Tyrants of Blood, which is three to eight bloodthirsters, and then Blood Hunt, which is Karanak, a Wrath of Corn bloodthirster, it's and then pretty much the old version of Council of Blood. It's just Council of Blood and the Blood Hunt. That's what was obviously won the event last year. Was it Nova? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely got some power in it as well, but it's just it's just really cool that you can yeah. it'll be fun to play I don't think that that's where the power in the book is I think you give up too much to run it Like you can't take any slaughter priests so you're not getting your unbinds and the control over the magic phase if you put that into well if you if you put it into the formation that lets you unbind with the doing the the d6 mortal wounds uh, what's it called the one you get the two up save against mortal wounds oh yeah the the yeah, it's the... not the one that lets you fight first, but the one that lets you fight again. If you take it inside of that, it's probably got a bit more competitive edge. I don't know. I I just I can't the look past the mortals. I think the mortals just look awesome. I think they're going to be really difficult to deal with for a lot of the armies in the meta. Like, I, I just think, can't I like look the... at it going. If I charge nine eels, if hell, if I charge eighteen eels into thirty blood warriors, eighteen eels will die. The amount of attacks, it's what, an average of 44 attacks? The they only get to Paladin foes, so if they're not in range, if they go, if they use that as a bubble, you just obviously tag an end and kill that end, and they can only hit you so far. Yeah, it, it would, it would that's, be a, that's what a lot of folk obviously don't understand. A lot of folk don't understand that, is when it piles in attacks, it's, you're still it's limited the, to I know your it's arm. the models that you slay that get to pile in attack. Yeah. But when you roll your save rolls, it's unmodified save rolls of a yeah. six to a mortal mm-hmm. wound as well. It, I I just think that it's incredibly strong. It is. Um, oh yeah, it is. That's. I think it's stronger than what they were before because the old roll was really slow. Yeah. And obviously, the, after you've passed the save, roll a dice on a six. You're it's a, a sixty wind unit that you can have on a three up save that bounces more back points. on a save. It's five hundred twenty points, but it's well worth it. Well worth. I it. think. I think they are when they're in the Gortide. When they yeah. get that ability to move the auto six and run and charge, they're good in there. But I don't think they're as good in the other one. I think they need that ability because they are slow. They only move four or five. Yeah, they're movement five. They get all the bonus attacks when they die and pile in as well. So mm-hmm. if they're in range of the secretor, they get plus one attack. And if there's wrathmongers there, another plus one attack. Oofed. Um if you've buffed them with plus one to hit, that's until your next hero phase. So if you kill them, they could be hitting on threes. Or twos with their axes. I I just I can't see past them right now. Every list that I've written has a unit of thirty of them in it. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. I I still like the I like the like fifty man unit and then fives and things. I think you still need blood type to kick in. Well, it's a, a thirty a thirty blocks the, that get much tied up, isn't it? That's why I was looking at dark feast as well. So I'd have yeah. four units of ten reavers. Yeah, it would be able to build up blood, blood somewhere types. as well. Yeah. Scar Blood Wrath every time he dies, he's getting you a Blood Tithe point. Because you want you want that eight. Yeah, 
just for the rest of the game, they're rolling a six and getting two attacks from it is going to be immense for them. Uh, a lot of your stuff is likely going to be dead by the time you get to the end. I, I think that the, the other ones are just as good as well. F- getting to pile in in your opponent's hero phase or charge in your opponent's hero phase, like they're mm-hmm. really cool. I think we need to get some games with it, but the, that I think we've went off on a tangent, but the corn book looks good. <laughs> the only problem, uh, other than that, to finish off, only problem with the 30-man unit, it's going to struggle to be wholly within 10 inches of an objective for that buff of the reroll to wound, I feel. That's yeah. my only other thing. I That's why I like, like I says to you, the 10s or the 5s. I don't think they even need the special weapon. I think they're just good enough on their normal axe and the, the gore fist. The gore fist on its own, doing 6s to mortal wounds back, and then, like you say, getting free 4 attacks each. Amazing. Who needs rend when everything doesn't have a save as it seems to be the way the game is going. Right. That's good. Good chat. Okay, Obviously people are uh, excited about the Mortal Cons and, and one of us has been voted to do that for our slow growth. So, yeah, so it's good. It's, really good. it's good timing actually. It's good. What yeah. are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? It's almost so, as if I planned it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for people who have been uh, interested in getting involved uh, just a bit of information on that so we're going to have a, a bit of a hashtag for the the twitter folk so we're going to be you'll see it on, uh, starting to appear on ours but it will be a hashtag nit4g so that's like northern invasion tale of four gamers um there's some other ones that people have been using so things like uh, ni slow grow these sorts of things we'll see how it goes but the main one we're going to be using i think will be nit4g um this this month at the end of the month we're gonna send out the discord link to our members and to the podcast patrons so then people will be able to join us in the the discord link uh the discord chat group and whatnot there's different channels in there and one of them will be focused on the slow growth for people to share things and and whatnot and there'll also be chats in there for I don't know for for tactics, queries, questions, and things things for us to discuss on here. And as we were talking um, last time, we'll we'll be trying to use that technology to to bring people in, and you know you can even come and ask your questions live, maybe. But you don't have to be a member or a patron to take part at all. And we're encouraging everybody to um, everybody who wants to to be involved to do it and play along. So there is a Facebook group which is. Um, attached to the age of sigmar battle reports page that we're all sort of admins for and that that's run by ourselves so the main page itself there's a group um and in there uh there's a few people well i think we've we've actually got about 250 people but there's a fair few people in there that we know are doing the um uh the slow grow and hopefully other people will do it as well so if you're interested and you're not a member of that it's a closed group so um even if it's <laughs> you keep your facebook stuff tomorrow family things or whatever or or whatnot it's it's not something that shows up and there are some three taxing questions for people to answer uh to make sure that only people who know a bit about age of sigma get in so so come and join us in there um as i say it's open to everybody we are going to have some prizes so we'll be um reposting um pictures of people's armies and things using the hashtag on uh, on twitter and instagram and whatnot and on the main age of sigma page um and then we'll do something uh at the end where where we'll put things to an open vote anonymized um and 
whoever wins, whoever gets the most votes, we'll we'll give some prizes to. Not sure what that is yet. It's I mean we're talking well, beginning of January uh, before we're going to have all this done, so it'll be a New Year thing. So we'll think about prizes closer to the time. And then for the people who are members, um, uh, who are members through the Patreon site or who are podcast patrons, uh, we're going to be hosting a free event and. The idea is to do that in February in Common Ground Games, so in Sterling. So so anybody who wants to come along can bring the army that, that they've they've uh, developed through the campaign and uh, and have a game. Uh, well, a series of games. We'll we'll do it as a one day or a three game thing at least. Um, we'll put it'll be a narrative a narrative section. So um, there may be different scales of game. Uh, there'll be a story and it should be all right. Should be good fun. Something a bit different. I'm not too sure when it's going to be yet. I was thinking we've got a couple of auctions. There's a lot of availability. One thing I was thinking that I might put out to people is to do it on the Sunday after Hammer of the North on the Saturday. Um, that'd maybe give people who were traveling uh, something to stay for, but it might be a bit much having two full day things uh, one day after the other. So I don't, I don't know. We're thinking about. Yeah, so we'll maybe test the water on that a bit closer to the time, and if not, we'll just do something as a as a standalone thing. First five hundred points need to be um, done by the end of June um, to get some your first five hundred points, and then we'll be looking at two hundred and fifty points a month after that, um, which will take us up to a new year, new army. So you're building your twenty twenty army this way. Um, and hopefully it gives people that amount, that extra time to to put that little bit of extra effort in. Certainly on things like uh, I don't know painting or little conversions or bases, as we've been talking about. So yeah, join us. And thank you very much for those that have already said that they are doing. But that's that. Um, I suppose other things, keeping on track and looking at time. Um, follow the old world. Uh, we have released a, a quick mini episode with JP, who picked up the win. Um, so that was only, I think it's about an hour and a half. Uh, it's probably an hour and 20 minutes of chat and then 10 minutes of, 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 <laughs> of music at the end, I think. So maybe even more, might even be 15 minutes. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, definitely, um, yeah, it's worth listening to, uh, JP's, a a good lad and and he's a he's a he's a funny lad so so yeah have a listen to that but follow the old world we all went we all played um maybe talk through we won't go blow by blow through games or anything but um we'll maybe touch each on what we've learned about our lists and what would change um we could look at the those lists that went four one at least out of the field um and see from there so so myself i took I took Harvest Boon again. It was just a slight variation on the the last one. I've, if you want to know what we took, just look two episodes back, um, where I think we all went through our lists in in detail, really. So it was um it was Harvest Boon. So it was Forest Folk with an extra branch wraith. So that's three units of dryads. It was a thirty a thirty a ten, uh, two branch wraiths, uh, Durthu, a uh, spirit of Durthu is. And uh, a unit of six sides. And then I took uh, Geminid Cogs and a Bailwind. Um, so the idea was, and it was thanks to Lee Martin who, who uh, gave me 
the tip was to uh, put the circlet, which gives plus six inches range on spells, on the Balewind to give it an extra 12, and then arm it with the Reaping. And, of course, you have the uh, the Realm spells, and what that gives is a, a big bubble casting two spells, and with Cogs makes it three. Um, so you get to awaken the woods around you, and, and it was really successful. And I think uh, in my first game in particular, uh, the woods went wild um, and ate the Stormcast I was against. And if it weren't for those woods um, and those multicasting doing that and uh, killing off the the characters that are pretty squishy in a Stormcast army and ballistas and units um, in in two two rounds of uh, magical chaos i think uh, i think it'd have been a different a different outcome so so yeah that worked well i think one thing i did realize was that only having two casters and three endless spells plus having two casters where really for the first couple of turns you're going to be pumping out a wood and then you really want to be devoting one spell to someone in more dryads as well um i think i was a bit too heavy so uh, in my next list i'm taking which I think the next tournament I'm at is down at the Bad Dice. They have like a monthly event, don't they? I'm down at that in um, April, and I'm going to take my list, but I'm going to drop Cogs, and I'm going to be taking a Knight Heralder just for a toot-toot on the woods as well. So I'm doing mortal wounds in the um, in the uh, shooting phase as well, just for a bit of fun. So, So that's what I've learned. Um, and that's what I'm changing. It's probably not a, a long, long-term change or anything, but I just think, uh, yeah, I, I never, I never got all the endless spells off in any one game. And uh, cogs, I was very infrequently using. Um, I just didn't really seem to need it. Um, but yeah, that's me. Um, what about yourself, Scott? So I took the <clears throat> blister skin. Uh, Flares Dead Watch list I had talked about last time. Obviously, the I've got the Goku on Terror Geist for the trying to punch through the six mortal wound bite. I've got the reroll trait for that, the gruesome bite. Two arch regents, um, because why wouldn't you? Um, for the summoning alone, uh, I've got the, the formation which was six six three flares with a courtier. And then five dire wolves and the chalice of Usharan. So, how did my games go? Well, I I, I started really well, um, the major win, and then a and then a minor win. Um, so I was in unusual territory. Game three, um, up on table what was that? Table four versus Lee, who promptly sent me plummeting down with my tail between my legs. But uh, after getting tabled by the daughters in three turns. Um, and then I proceeded to lose the next two as well, so I ended up with my usual two and three. <laughs> so after burning brightly, I flew too close to the sun and then uh, went plummeting down. But um, what would, uh, it's just it's still getting to grips with listing up. I'm going to take the basics of it to, to heat two, um, and there's not much fat on it. Like like last time, Liam and Nathan were talking about the direwolves on there. They were there just as some bodies and potentially a wee screen, mini screen, but. They're probably the only thing that I could chop or I'd want to chop. I like having the two arch regents because you get such flexibility in the in the extra points on the table. You know, I'm rocking I'm rocking close to two and a half thousand points at the end of turn one. 
on the table, um, which which for me is, is good. <laughs> I need that. Um, but it's so flexible as well because you get the choice of the, the ghouls or the heroes or the or, or more flares or, or horrors, plus the, the flares or horrors from the Terror Geist King. Um, so JP, nice. was, JP was saying uh, just how how good those um, arch regents are yeah. all as well. He, he was saying you stick them in and, and well, they're they, they no slouches in combat. Yeah, I didn't really get a fight with them until, well, game five I played the, the Slanesh hero list, which is basically three units of striders and the, and the rest is, is heroes, including Archeon. So it was, and that was on three places of power. So it was a real nightmare matchup, to be honest. Um, and he, he again, he tabled me in three turns. That was it. Was it was a tale of two complete tablings and three good close games. Um, so the uh, I beat the Gloom Spite. I beat the um, John Zinch. They were they were really good games. And John, even game three, uh, sorry, game four. Um, after playing Lee was John Craig's Nurgle, and that was a great game. That was really close. And had I got turn four priority, I would have had a shot for the major, and a decent shot um, with a bit of, you know, the fast-moving flares. That's, that was total commitment. Um, I could have got the flares and then and, and the king in on his one of his base objectives. I'd already taken the other one and he was in at me. Um, but yeah, back to the, yeah, so the, getting direct diverted, the, the regents are really good. Um, they can certainly hold the rule in a fight. If they cast two spells, they summon, so they're, they're just great all-rounders. Um, so yeah, it's it's chopping out the wolves. That sixty points doesn't give you much, but I'm I'm probably looking at going for just down to the four drops and maybe adding another endless spell, um, and and aim for the starting with two command points on the list. So aiming with potentially four, my, my turn one, and just just going, just going for it that way. Um, I need to get better at using the the blister skin, um, Lord of the, what's it called, Lord of the Flaming Skies or something. The one where you can teleport out. Oh, yeah. Um, I used that once or twice to, to good effect, but I, th- but I can certainly get better at it, especially when you try and pair them up with the spells and everything. Um, the, the the big, I mean, a stupid mistake against John in game four, um, just my positioning and deployment, and it let him get in because he got he won the he won the roll off, and he got, he, he got into me turn one and claimed that one of my objectives, so that, that put me in the back foot immediately in terms of points, and then. I mean, I, d- I dealt with the knights. They, they, his, his unit of chaos knights came in, but I dealt with them, obviously with the flares and the and the king. But I, I, I put my chalice down next to him, thinking, well, I can get a few wounds back here. I might as well just try and stretch the legs of the spell, try and get get better with it. And I put it in a really, really stupid position. It's <laughs> far too close to the middle of his unit of knights, which meant my unit of six flares were hampered in their attempts to pile in and, and accelerate that combat. Um, so I was chucking command points at it, and you know, du- double fighting and stuff. And you know, I took them off pretty quickly. But it was a uh, that was a super mistake, you know. So it's one of these things to learn from and and, and get better at. So, um, what would I change? Well, just get better at the list, and that's I need to do more reps with the list. That's that's six games now, um, and I don't play that often. Not like Lee, uh, Nathan and his was it forty two games you've played this year, which is 43. very impressive. Forty three. Um, so yeah, I've got no uh, no, no uh, ambitions to go five and zero realistically. So it's it's more t- targeting the three two four one field for me, um, and uh, you know it's, the list's certainly capable of doing it. It's just it's just getting a bit better at using it and getting proper uh, efficient use out of the 
the lovely new buffs that the, the feck have got. Because I, I do love the list. I love the blister skin. It's so quick. You've, you, you've got some combat bite. Um, you've got the spells to do it as well. It's just, it's just getting better with it. That's what I need to do. Yeah. No, good stuff. I thought you were uh, going for, for great things at the beginning, as you say. You, were, uh, <laughs> you, you had a couple of results, and then I think my you got the major win, uh, the minor win against John, didn't you? Yeah. Um, was that game one? Game two. Uh, was that game two? I think. Oh yeah. And then I I got John in game three, and he absolutely smashed me. Yeah. <laughs> I got absolutely took apart. I just don't know. What I could have done different in that game, to I don't know. It, it was it was just. But I that mean, was beast, wounds, wasn't it? And there was. Yeah, I mean, mortal wounds up. is my Achilles heel, really, and I just don't have a defense against it. And the amount that that army was dishing out through magic was well, it was it was broken. So I'm sure uh, there are there are things I could have done better, but I didn't see it at the time. Quite, so, quite yeah. like his inch list, it was it was you know it's got some edge to it. It's... Definitely, I, I scored zero kill points. The only thing was, that I managed to kill was a unit of dryads, um, and that was well. We'll probably go on to that. I noticed there's, there's a cheeky question in there, um, but yeah, uh, obviously um, John had the the ability to learn spells, so he learned how to summon dryads and. <laughs> Uh, there were there were a wealth of wildwoods on the board, and so um, I was kind enough to allow him to to use my my models. Um, so he started started summoning dryads. So the hope, only, be, uh, the, the hope only, at least give you a sports vote for that. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if I got any. But uh, yeah, I was I was flummoxed. I didn't know what was going on in that. I couldn't. I'd, I'd given him the, uh, like I said, I'd, I took the Thunder Tusk as well. Um, and I took two Dreadmars, and I was going to give whoever I was playing the option. So uh, John didn't have a monster, and he was going to just ask for one of the Cockadrice off, off Kev. So I said, well, you can, we can, you can do that, and I'll play the Thunder Tusk, or we can have a Dreadmar off. So we had a Dreadmar off, and he killed my Dreadmar really fast. Uh, that was in his front, and then his his dreadmar just came into me, and uh, yeah, it didn't die quite as fast. But I did, I did kill it. But yeah, so I killed my own dreadmar and a unit of my own dryads, and that, that, was, that was all I killed <laughs> in the whole game. <laughs> so there you go. You're crap at Warhammer, Stu. Uh, I'm just too nice. Just, too no, nice. you can't use you can't use my dryads against me. No, you can't use my monster. But there you go. No, it was a. Uh, it was a good. It was a good game, um, and yeah, he he put up with me making him play the turns out as well. Even though I think he he thought it were in the bag, so he was he was very accommodating to me making him uh, play it out and see it through. What about yourself then, Liam? How did your uh, how did your experiences go? What did you learn? Anything you'd change? It was good. No, it was like I would change with my list. Just uh, in the matchup that I lost. Came down to a dice roll of uh, me being handed dusted and me choosing the wrong hand. Just that's how that game kind of went. It's just how an agash off works. Uh, no, I was confident in all of my other games of being dominant in the game and uh, having 
tool, uh, well, tools and my opponent not having answers from uh, the tools I was using. Uh, the realms really helped Nagash uh, play well. Kind of. I did very uh, unfortunately, and again, we'll apologize for Lyndon that our game was very uh, one sided, a very strong turn one for me, Realm of Shadow uh, in three places of power, which just gave my army such a strength. Uh, I was able to hand the dust to his Exalted Keeper, and then I was able to throw out the swords uh, with uh, my Guardian Souls, who then rolled out of my 12 dice, I did 10 mortal wounds against the Mask, which left him one hero at the end of turn one. To be on, uh, I think going into that last round, against you um i mm-hmm. i breathed a sigh of relief when i saw that he'd drawn you because i was on uh i was on two majors and a minor going into the last game and he was on three majors and so all he had to do was equal me really and mm-hmm. i went into the game not overly confident in myself for three places of power um but i managed to pull the major and i was i was really all he'd needed was was anything really so so no you you, you kept the the orkney tiara on my head so uh we have a he's, he's snapping at the heels and he'll be there soon against me i think but uh no i get to retain it for another event <laughs> it just means you have to play him that's a, the real fight for the crown that's it yeah we did play a, a hammer in game three which i snuck a minor and the last time we played, before that, the only other time we've played was at Aegon, and he got the minor against me. Um, so, so yeah, we're we're on a minor each at the moment. What about yourself then, Nathan? Uh, yeah, overall, really good event. Um, to stay completely positive about it all, I had three excellent games. <laughs> One game that triggered me having to play Mike again <laughs> the last game again in three places of power again oh god not the doing that table. again and the exact again? same table again yeah uh and i had one less hero than i did the last time i played them so it wasn't uh it wasn't exactly an enjoyable experience um but yeah no it was great uh really well run event by kev really enjoyed my myself Nothing to change with the list. If anything, my list's actually stupid powerful now. Uh, we'll touch on it yeah. late, later, but there was an FAQ that's uh, given me a lot more confidence in almost all of my matchups that I worry about. Um, so, yeah, nothing to change. And uh, look forward to... We're tag team in at Twin Realms, aren't we, Liam? Mm-hmm. But then after that, will be Heat 2 going down south with the, the Deepkin, sticking with the same list. Just uh, hoping that experience will win out and the amount of games nah, that I've to get with it. Yeah, and experience will win out. Nah. Boyle. No. <laughs> we'll see. The young so, one always wins. Young at heart. <laughs> it's only a number. I won't be 30 yet. I'll still be in my 20s. Oh, God. To be in my 30s. 20s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that's. Uh, I'm going to Warhammer Fest the weekend after. He too. Yeah, oh, yes. my missus uh, booked his uh, hotel in Coventry and bought a couple of tickets. Prized me for my thirtieth. Nice. You know, you can actually so... stay at the place. <laughs> oh, can you? You can yeah. stay. At the... It's a Rico Arena, so you're staying. I don't. At the... I don't know where we're staying. I just know so that we're staying in Coventry. 
It's the oh, football it'll be stadium. 20 miles on the other side of commentary, <laughs> so it's going to be. It's a, it's a football stadium and kind of, well, it's got a bit more to it. You know, it's obviously a convention area, but, you, but the, there's a hotel built into it. So it's. Yeah. I took I took, <laughs> I took Gail down to stay. This is Warmer Fest about four years ago before it became really good. It was yeah. kind of in the kind of shit phase. Um, but we went down and she came to me. Um, and we stayed, and so you see, and the rooms look over the pitch. At oh, the right, okay. So, um, so I'd, I'd love yeah, to go. Again, Shane, Shane's staying there for it. Shane's yeah. going down, and he's staying at the Rico. Oh, yeah. is he? I'll need to yeah. catch up with him then. Um, yeah. I've been to Warhammer Fest once when I was thirteen, and the local games workshop put a bus on and took everybody down. I think it was yeah. in Birmingham or something like that. Yeah, it used to, yeah, it used to be at the NAC. Yeah. yeah. And that was uh, that was the last time I went to a Warhammer Fest, so I'm pretty excited. Um, looking forward cool. to it. That'll be cool because there'll be there'll be more reveals there as well. So. Oh yeah, hopefully. And they've got open gaming on Sunday, so I'll, I'll maybe reach out to Shane and see if he wants a game or something on yeah. Sunday. That'd be cool. good. So before we leave, follow the old world, and we do touch on questions and uh, and recent news and updates. Uh, do you want to briefly you two? People who know the workings of uh, of armies a little better than me and Scott, uh, and go through the four one lists quickly. So, John Craig, we'll start from the bottom then. John Craig's list. Uh, so, I played against his list the week before. I it won't mind me saying, but I don't personally think that this list is strong at all. I think that he was uh, he must have been playing out of his skin to get four one. But, um, I think he was on the lower because he did have a low strength of schedule. Right. I think he had, think he had a minor first because I think I was the highest person he played in terms of strength of schedule because I was his one because I played him in game two. Um, and th- to be honest, the Wildwoods, um, the Wildwoods won the the match as opposed to me because he he's hey, turned no one charge. Points. No, he's he's turned one charge into me. Uh, he lost four knights on the charge um he never really recovered from that to be honest and yeah he didn't he didn't score any he played reese game one which was the archeon game wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah and does he, his kill points are 800 so i'm, I'm tempted to say that he killed archeon he didn't um, he didn't right okay no, i was, only, the per- other stuff. I was yes. only person to kill archeon thank you very much all right okay <laughs> So then he played. Uh, well, how did that do for you then? Yeah, yeah, no, no, three, yeah. <laughs> And then he played Stephen Ramage, who's the new guy on our scene. Uh, he hails from the Scorbride Club, playing his Night Hunt. I think uh, he went. He won one game that weekend. Then he played Scott. No comment. And then he played <laughs> uh, John Harper. Again, no comment. <laughs> now he had some. He had some decent matchups in there, but I. I think that the list itself lacks bodies it lacks a lot of reliable speed it lacks a lot of reliable damage but he's got some kind of cool things in it he's got like that vermilord corruptor is quite good um it's also got the weakest summoning as well out of the demon choices it's yeah summoning's a lot harder and then that's all it really does because the wheel's quite terrible compared to blood tithe or the ability to get two command abilities or faster army and seek in slanesh or nine destiny dice it's it's a lot weaker than that sort of thing i feel 
Uh, next up is Stu. You had some good matchups as well. Yeah, it was okay. So you played Mike, who finished second. And you played John that we spoke about, John Harper. You played the Slinish as well. And then Rich Scott, what was he playing again? Uh, Stormcast. Stormcast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty similar to, to Mike's, but he didn't have a relic to, for the mobility. Mm-hmm. I think that's what let him down. Yeah. Um, he'd have had, if he'd have had that uh, that relic to, because he just couldn't, he, he threw everything into one. Um and it took him too long to take that one, and he had no way of even threatening the other objective. So I scored one objective for five turns and the other one for three turns. So it was, although I went into it feeling pretty dubious, um, in the end it, it, um, it worked out okay. And I think once I killed all the Evocators, um, yeah, they did the damage when they started. They didn't do as much as they could have. But yeah. six scythes and a... A ball from a Geminid just killed them all. So yeah, they didn't. Nice. He had no way then to. Did you yeah, just to... get the, the woods on top of the objectives as well, and then uh, get your no, heroes on them? I did on one, and he never threatened that one. Uh, the other one, there was a scenery piece. The the table we were on. I think what had happened earlier in the event, some people had put their armies on the tables, so all the terrain was squashed in the the middle two two feet okay and there was nothing in the deployment zones but then it was just all bunched up along the middle so i couldn't get any woods anywhere near the objectives so um, that's a shame yeah for me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was uh it was all right but yeah Uh, that's silverness john bayless is next he played shane's zinch game one then JP game two, which would have been his loss. Mm-hmm. Then he played Eric Buses, Slaves to Darkness, Phil McGuinness's Skaven, and he had David Nemeth at the at the end. So he had a couple of hard games in there. Like the the JP game would have been really hard, and I played Phil round one, and the damage potential in both of their lists is just crazy. I don't know why they only killed eight hundred and sixty and six hundred and forty kill points. There must have been. A lot of stuff so just alive. teetering on the end of being fully killed or something. But well, you, do, well, you don't get you don't get points for the vortex, right? Both playing that. If they've got endless spells, you're not other endless spells. You're not getting the points for them. I think they still both had Fanquil on the board. It's four hundred. Right, it's so it's five hundred points. Yeah. It's five hundred points on their own between them uh, and the vortex. They both had their vermin lords still alive as well, I believe. And then I think. So it was just Phil, all the rats. Phil, Phil, still, Phil still had the plague monks, and then I think the hell pit was still alive as well. So from what I see on the table, <laughs> so it's just and the, bombard- the bombardier <laughs> and the bombardier and the warpline and clannon were sitting on a building that John couldn't reach. But yeah, it's pretty much. I think clan rats died, and that was it. I think the Skaven list there that John was playing looked slightly more refined than the list that uh, Phil was playing. Um, Phil had the bodies, but having played against it, the bodies fall over really, really fast. Uh, so it was just points that weren't spent on more of the stuff that really does the the hitting. Like you're getting the same amount of screening out of sixty rats as you are out of a hundred. So yeah, why not just take the sixty. And take yeah, you else? should have. You should have just had the sixty clan rats and then have 
two units of 40 plague monks because you're not getting through that. Yeah. Or, That'd uh, probably be better. Or unit of Giselles seems to be the way. Uh, just to give you that range threat as well. Obviously, people are talking about when you deployed against you. Uh, obviously, that you, as you said, he couldn't do it any other way. If he went too far back in focal points, he would have never caught up. He has to pretty much be on the line but yeah. kind of protect himself, which is hard when you have a unit that moves 20 inches turn one and then can fly charge with plus three to that roll. It is hard to block that. I think the only thing he could have done better was he could have put his valuable pieces a little bit further behind the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aye, so that you would get the chance of hitting them. It would have just given me more points, though, in the mission yeah. at the end of the day, because I think I killed one warp lightning cannon, but then I took the bait and tried to get the vermin lord, but mm-hmm. only took seven wounds off him, and that yeah. cost me scoring an objective as well. So, uh, no, that's a good list. We've uh, talked about your list a few times, but your matchups. You had Cat, uh, Cat Feckett, Callum Sinclair, Craig Graham which is probably the hardest match that you've had out of those three. Mm. Then you had Matt Rennie's uh, Glimspite. How did you find them? They were good. Uh, He deployed very poorly in the mission because total commitment. And he put, so he put his down, his shrine on one side. And I pretty much knew from that point that that's where he was going to be playing. So he then popped his 60 and his 20, uh, on there, and then his heroes behind it, and then just put five squigs, the squig herd, plus his loon boss behind it, and that was the only thing on that side, so I deployed both my units of dogs at that side, because I was like, well, I'll just run them. If they get a five or a six, that's ten dogs to five, six guys in the herd. Uh, I think he believed obviously I was going to give him turn, uh, I was going to take turn one and try and get that, but I gave him turn one, he moved forward, so that I could get the charge there that turn one. Uh, yeah, they just they fell over to Grimgas, but the between the realm spells, he had the quite the the moon's quite interesting. The gash at minus good. the minus one to cast on the gash, and then him being plus two to cast was quite nice, or plus three to cast, I think, on Scargret or whatever his name is. Plus two, yeah, it's plus two. So then it's just a straight roll off for casting and unbinding, which is kind of weird. It felt really weird having the gash where. Like you say, you're not dominating the magic phase mm-hmm. like that. So your hardest matchup was without a doubt the mirror match. Mirror match in the yeah. realm of beasts where the realm does nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about realm of beasts. Uh, <laughs> right, next, Lee Martin. <laughs> he got Scott Perry, which was the... Beasts. The Beasts, yeah, played him game four. Lovely chap. Mm-hmm. Um, he then had Spadge. Then he had Scott. Then he had Craig Graham. 170 kill points to 740. I know we've talked about it before, but there was a bit of talk about games not finishing on time. I think that mm-hmm. was one of the culprits. Uh, according to them, witches met grim guests turn one and everything made their saves. And it was just a prolonged combat in the middle of the table for about an hour and a half or something because they ended up running out of time before they finished turn two or turn three, I think. Jesus. So, yeah, that's a problem with the game more than the players because we know that they're both capable of finishing games. And then JP, round five, 
he's had a hard run of it again with his last two games. His day two was quite hard. I think his strength of schedule was uh, 18.6, and that's quite high. Craig Graham just beat him by a little bit, getting 19.2. So he's had a a hard run of it again. Mm -hmm. And then Craig Graham, he played Grant Muddy, Mark Roberts, yourself, Lee Martin, and Ross Joyce. And uh, I think he had a bit of a field day behind the dust because I know he got Ross with a hand of dust in the Realm of Shadow as well in the last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that takes us up to Mike, who got a minor loss against you round one, Stu. Yeah. And then uh, he must have won his second and third game with majors. He beat uh, Reese Inglis and Graham Davidson. Uh, then he beat John Harper round four and then got the win over me in game five to put him on four majors and a minor loss. Put him in second. Yeah, and then JP, um, if you want to hear about what JP's done, listen to uh, the episode that's just been released, episode 22, um, where... He talks about his list and his experiences and what he does and doesn't like doing FEC. So it's quite interesting. And tabletop tournament organizer um, is a really good little thing. Little You can get it as an app or you can go to the website or whatever it might be. And then uh, all the lists are on there, all the scores and everything. So you can you can look at various events all over the world and, and see what's doing well and and you can look at different players and look at their scores from all different events and what they've been running. It's quite an interesting little uh, uh, I don't know, data set it's growing into. So it's quite good for the people who do things like stats and rankings and things. They can pull their information straight from it. So, yeah, that's good. So so thanks for that. And thanks again to Kev for, for putting that on and look forward to another one next year. So after that, Scott, how did that affect the rankings, the Northern rankings? We've had a, I mean, the bulk of our tournaments are at the beginning of the year, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. So how does that? How first does thing that I'll look? say is since since the last uh, time we've talked about it, I've actually had a event submitted to me from, uh, well, it was actually Ian Spink that submitted it. Um, so when the Newcastle event it was a one dare, um, and it was. I think it was maybe twenty or twenty, maybe twenty-four players. Um, so I don't have the spreadsheet open in front of me. I've left it on my other computer, but that's uh, that's now in the mix as well. But they've not really um, making an impact yet because of the lack. You know, it's not a two dare, although the points are not as magnified. There are still more, um, and obviously that's that's one event for those guys. So it's in the list. Um, and just quickly scoring, uh, looking at it. So actually, Chalmers won it. Uh, and he's he's well, he's broken the top thirty. He's twenty sixth. He's got well seventy two points. So that, it must be, actually it must be twenty players then, because that's the same as what I was looking at for the um, the recent one. It was twenty players. So <clears throat> so that's in there as well. But the the the, the main thing is the uh, the two dare for the old world. So that was uh, what were we at thirty six players in the end. So just under hundred points for the winner, um, and. Uh, moving downwards beyond that for everybody else. So 
In fact, there's no change in the top six after all that build up. Um, the the usual the usual suspects did did pretty well, and there was there was no change in the top six positions. It might have uh, closed up a wee bit. I'm not sure. So we've got Liam at the top with Lee, Mike, and Craig Graham as the top four. Um, and it's actually quite tight between you and Lee. There's like what, four points. I was saying. It's, it's actually uh, what we talking? Uh, less than three actually. So. Three. Yeah, and then a five-point gap to Mike, um, and then what's that about eight or nine points down to Craig? So the top four is pretty tight. Um, David Nemeth in fifth. He's on. So that's uh, Craig's on two four six. You, David Nemeth's on two two one. So a bit of a jump there. Nathan just behind him on two fifteen, two sixteen, something like that. So um, you two are pretty neck and neck. Um, and then Stu is rounding out number seven. Um, you've actually moved up a, a couple of places, I think. So um, you're on 190. Um, and we've got Mark Roberts on uh, 179 and John Bayliss 178 and JP on 177. So those youth four are pretty close together. That's that's the top 10. Um, and then beneath that, we've got a couple of guys who, well, Matt's, Matt Rennie and his Gloom Spite, he's done, well, in, in this event, he's, he's now done three events. So. Um, basically you've done three events you've done pretty well, you'll be up the top 20 definitely um, John Craig in 12th Johnny Ford who's uh, doing well, he's up in 13th, Kevin 14th um, and I'll just go down 15th, the last one Phil McGuinness, so that's JP's friend who's had the scave in the last at Fall of the Old World, he's, he's in 15th just, just scraping 100 points almost so it kind of drops off pretty quickly from that point onwards, but the, the usual suspects are up there. The the six nations teams well represented. We'll, we'll not comment on my position. I think it's uh, <laughs> it, it'd, be, it'd be unfair to go into any go sort on. Of detailed analysis there. Go <laughs> on, tell us. So I'm actually on page two of my thing. I'm in forty first. <laughs> God, <laughs> well, two two events though. You see, so yeah, yeah. I'm, the lar- the largest event. Yeah. Yeah, Playing. That's exactly so, how I feel. Come come July when. Uh, <laughs> When Northern Invasion's on, and I'm, I'm watching every all my competitors rack up the points, and I'm yeah, sat there yeah. awarding it. So what we'll say, quick, quick shout out. So I mentioned earlier, Cat. Um, she's she's got her three events in, and she's just sitting outside the top twenty. She's in twenty first, so she's um, settled into the deep game a little bit this year, and and is doing reasonably well with them. Um, so that's good to see. What what I will say is we're going to cap it at three events. Um, I think we talked before but maybe pushing it to your top four um i think we'll keep it as top three that that, that gives it people enough scope that it isn't just the people that go to four and do well that will automatically get in it, it means that you've got a chance to work on it throughout the year um so we'll do your best three events and also confirm that it will be the top 20 that will get into masters so that's what we'll aim for so top expand 20 top 20 top 19 yeah. ah well of course yes yes What's the master? Sure You'll be in the top twenty, so uh, I might not yeah. be. I might just <laughs> shit the bed the last next couple. <laughs> might play well, Mike true. in every tournament, to come and lose <laughs> all my games. So there we go. Um, there, 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 there may be. Uh, there's been an event in, well, Sterling War, Game, War Gamers, which have been redubbed. I think Fourth Valley slash Falkirk slash Sterling. I'm not sure what they're called now, but that group are there. Uh, they had an event yesterday, one day. Um, so if they want to submit it, that's great. Uh, go for it. Or players that played there can perhaps speak to the TOs and get get the results. If they want them sent in, get get them sent in to me, and I'll certainly add them in. So 
onus is on the TOs and the players to to submit them to me. Um, if I'm at the event, obviously I've got some exposure to it. Um, I wasn't at that one, but I won't go sort of randomly pulling events in. So if you if you want them included, then then by all means send them in or just message me whatever. It's, it's not difficult to get it done, um, and it's quite simple to to add in. So there we go. Well, that's good. And so we've got um, we've got another event in what under two weeks now which is our first for a long time doubles event and it'll be my first ever doubles event uh so twin realms at common ground games john craig is uh is being the host with the most um it's looking good there's i think there's 20 teams um so so it's it's a lot of bodies um how's how is that going to affect the rankings yeah there? We've is had a this lot going to be talking about this, and it's it's not clean. It's not. Some folk have said it shouldn't be included because it just muddies the waters a lot. Um, no, put it in. If I think Blood it needs... Dive gets into bloody national <laughs> rankings, well, surely. Is, I know um, it, it would be unfair on John and maybe others. I think he's keen to have it in there, even if it's not ranked highly. And I think you it should be ranked pick... better as the team as a player. So yes. twenty. Yeah, yeah, so if there's, if there's 20 teams, it won't be a 40-player event because no. then you'll be talking about, what's well, a one-day or it's a three games. So if it was 40 players, it'll be 85 points. That's the maths behind it. So it won't that be that. Seem that it'll, seem be, um, it'll be 20 players if it's 20 teams. And yeah, we'll, we'll keep it as that. And how, how I do the scoring for who wins it, well, obviously you get the max if you win, but Maybe I'll, uh, you had a suggestion, Liam, that you, maybe the winners get the average of first and second, and the the second place get the average of third and fourth, and moving on down that way. So, the, the, yeah, there's a few things to iron out, but it will be ranked, but it won't be a big impact, I don't think. I mean, the way they do it down south, like you see with Blood Tide, is it's, it's per player, yeah. It's 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 it counts the number of players that triggers the points level because there's a couple of tiers down in the UK ones, um, and First place gets the first place thing. Yeah, second, four people got 100 points. Yeah, that. and then second place would get the fifth place point level because mm. that's the next tier they've done it, and then so on. So so third place gets the ninth. So it falls off pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit of a square peg round hole. More working for you, which isn't needed as well. Well, it's not too bad. It'll be okay. I'll, I mean, it won't be. Yeah, I'll just average the two of you. So I think, I don't know yet. <laughs> to be oh. to be determined. Yeah, we'll <laughs> depends how, how I do, really. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get. So, what? What's? Let's go through this then. So, I, I've already submitted our lists. Um, I thought that the deadline was this last weekend. That's just gone. Um, this one, yeah, yesterday. I thought it was the same. Well, it turns out well, next actually, week. I sent mine on th- on Thursday or Friday. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I think John actually posted a an email a a post on Facebook or something saying deadlines in two days so it's i fired payment. it in and then i went payment back to him and i said yeah. when is it and he was like oh no I, I it's it's next week so anyway there you go so what what are folk what are folk thinking then are we are we in a position to talk no nah, that'd be telling no oh, i'm not telling you guys I'll, I'll tell you Stu in private i'm not telling them to anything no they'll change the list again you don't need an advantage <laughs> <laughs> We uh, are the advantage. Oh, uh, here we go. We should have called our team name Unfair Advantage. <laughs> Liam, well, Neeson. Well, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. <Yeah. laughs> Particular set of skills. Oh, dear. 
Okay, so go on, what he's taking. So we are taking... Telling you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're it's, taking it's... Beast Claw Raiders. <laughs> Beast, Beast Claw Raiders with, uh, with Tyranids. That's what we're taking. Yeah. Well, we've got two Huskard Thunder Tusks each, and then <laughs> we've got a Hunter and two units of Saber Tusks. That's the you same try as my list. list. Yeah, you 24 more wins every turn. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well... There's only we've... one one roll on the um the the storm every winter table. table. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. I was like, oh damn, it's a shame. <laughs> we could talk about the list that we were not taking. <laughs> yeah, go on. Go on, talk about the list that you considered, but you thought was too filthy, so you didn't take it. Well, we we found something filthier, so we're not taking this. Um, so <laughs> we were going to take double deepkin, and we were going to take the. One list with a Tidecaster General and nine eels to flip the tides. And then the other list with a Volturnus General and two units of six eels. So the Volturnus General can use the command ability in high tide, which is normally turn three to give plus one attack. But because the Tidecaster General and the other has flipped the tides, which affects the whole table, the Volturnus could do the plus one attacks in turn two. So it basically breaks the whole. You can either have a king general or a tidecaster general. You get both of them. Yeah. And I think we had either broach. We would have had four command points turn two. So we could have had twenty one eels with plus on average plus six attacks. Yeah. But you realised it wasn't in the spirit of the event, so you've toned it right down and took something friendly yeah, for, for all the families that are going and stuff. Turtles and stuff we hope that we get paired against you in our ring game one yeah and then you'll get will and gary um <laughs> so you, you can smash the hopes and dreams of others and children around the uh the nation <laughs> hey then child beaters i like the sound of that you can uh that's it you can you can put off the next generation and these like, these narrative couplings it could they could have been protected <laughs> if they're if their uh, parents were yeah, better at Warhammer. <laughs> the last doubles event I went to made a child cry. Oh my god, you did? Yeah. <laughs> you made a child cry. Yeah, it lasted four turns, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not allowed to hit them though, Scott. It's, uh, <laughs> no. it's not allowed. It makes them weep. No, we're uh, we're looking forward to coming along anyway. Uh, Owen's getting a bit worried now because I've told her she has to do all her own measuring. She has to move all the models herself. And she's like, she's a bit concerned because she's small. <laughs> she's got to try and lean over. So I says, I'm, we might help her. Take a stool. Uh, yeah. Yellow pages. Yeah. No, I think it'll be all right. So, yeah, it's okay. Ours is, ours is pretty basic. I don't mind talking about ours. We've got, uh, we've got the... Uh, Legion of Night, which is Arwen's list, so that she doesn't have to worry too much about deployment, because it can all set up off the board. Um, and she's got it, it's it's kept pretty pretty basic and simple for her. So she's got a a vampire lord on zombie dragon, so she's got something to hit with. She's got some morgasts and two units of dogs, and that's it. So I'm just keeping it simple for her, not not too much for her to think about. So she's only got uh, one spellcaster, um, and then. Four units to be to be. Which I am. Did you take? Uh, well, well, I'll give you one guess. 
I'm going to say Ethereal Amulet. Yeah. yeah so she's yeah. got the amulet. Filthy, filthy. Which means <laughs> that I I can't, I then have to be a like, I have to then. The Legion's the Shadow, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Shaish, isn't it? Oh, um, Shadow. Death. Death, sorry, yeah. Yeah. So, so no, I've gone. Um, uh, I looked, actually, initially I had a Dreadwood. Um, and I was going to be going in the same with uh, six sides Durthu and uh, and some spites, um, or just two spites, six sides and Durthu. However, I was working it. Um, but then I looked at the missions and the pools, and you definitely need bodies. Uh, so yeah. I changed it, and I've gone with a uh, forest folk um, with double casters. So that's just to give us the the bodies so that we can we can at least try and hold some objectives so she's going to be the the hammer and i'm going to be trying to hold stuff so we'll see how it goes but we get to have wild woods and grave sites so there you go should be fun is yours top secret scott well it's mean hands so i'm taking flesh ears um and he's taking um, well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> he's taking. He's, take, he's taking Skaven. So our team is. So more well, our, our team is uh, straight out of steps brackets. Uh, fuck off or something like that. I've called it. So, uh, yeah, I should be uh, looking forward to it. It'll be good fun. Yeah. Me and him aren't uh, power gamers, so. Says that you'll have a nosebleed again at table two. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we're uh, just going. I'm just trying to teach her how to play a bit, and hopefully, uh, get her wanting to come. Yeah, wanting us to come to us. (laughs) Well, no, I never let them win. Um, I'm not. I don't on. uh, I had a a couple of games with uh, Sean this week against his Spider Fang, and it was it was really teeth to the curve. Uh, That game, so I took off forty. I think it was nearly 40 spider uh, spider riders turn one in both games we played. That's they only had one model left at the end of turn two in both games. Well, so long as you didn't gloat as you did it. I mean, so long as you I were not to. consoling. <laughs> oh. oh, it should be good fun. I'm looking forward to it anyway. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. No mercy. No. I smashed a blanket once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's Twin Realms. So questions. Have we got some questions? Have we got time for the questions? I'm sure we have, haven't uh, we? we don't there's have only to... a couple. Um cool. let's see if we can find them. So should more events use Realm of Beasts? <laughs> Would banning Forge World models be enough of a balance? Is two and a half hours. Oh, we'll, we'll do that after. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's from Kev, the most recent TO. Um, what monsters are you taking for uh, for Twin Realms? Uh, is Spadge going? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get Thunder Tusks off of Spadge again. <laughs> I've got a zombie dragon and a Terror Geist we can use. There you go. That'll do. Is he using it? I haven't probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's It'd only three up. games. It's one in seven. It's three and yeah. seven, isn't it? So, yeah. is he using the that Realmscape feature? Yeah. He's using monstrous beasts. Yeah. God, another idiot! Oh my god. 
Uh, answer to the first question, <laughs> we shouldn't use Realm of Beasts because it creates a negative game experience for, in the, a majority, for the majority of the people at a tournament. In a, yeah, in a tournament, a competitive tournament, no. In a narrative or story-based, sure, why not? I mean, you could end up, if you get that double beast, quite easily with a 3,000-point game that you're trying to fire through in in two and a half hours. Yeah. The, pro- because, the problem is, is the control yeah. on turn, because you control, if you go first, you're just getting to smash something of your opponents before they get to do anything about it. Yeah. It's just extra bookkeeping as well. It's extra yeah, it's... models on the table. Banning Forge World models is probably not enough to balance it because you've still got things like Thunder Tusks, Zombie Dragons, Bone Grip, well, I suppose Bone Grip the worst, I think. Yeah, Terrorgeist are a pain. Just because um, the six mortal wounds as well. Because it's unmodified yeah. now as well. Soul Grinders, another good thing. Soul Grinders are good because it's got a shooting attack as well. And it's still good in combat. It really had very little impact in our in our mean lease game. We we both just annihilated it turn one. Um, I sent far too much flares at it and overkilled. Um, it had a big impact in my game in the sense that it completely changed my game plan because I had those beasts on the table. You have to, then, yeah, to, you put, have to deal with them. You yeah. have to deal with them, which is it either means if if your opponent army has less drops. Or more drops, you still have to deal with their monster turn one, which means it gives them an advantage of you having you're on your side of the board for a turn longer because you're going to have to either you're you can send one unit against it and it's fine, or you have to send or spend like half your shooting taking it out and then trying to charge it. Like definitely like a magma dragon, you definitely have to if you don't if you don't have shooting, you're losing a unit to it. The mission that we had it in wasn't the biggest deal either, but imagine we had it on three places of power. There was a couple of of, uh, Thunder Tusk kicking about, sniping heroes off. It's just not fun. I think think personally that it shouldn't be a thing, but if it is a thing, I wouldn't just put a blanket ban on Forge World. I'd probably put a points limit and just say 300 points or something. I'd say 200 just to avoid dragons. Just yeah, to the get the dragons, dragons and thunder tusks not there, yeah. then you would see things like cockatrices and uh, gargants and Gargans. stuff. Kind of, yeah, that that level of monster, fair enough. I still have pain. Yeah, but yeah, or just each. If you're an allegiance, this this is the monster you get. So like, if you're destruction, you get the guzzler. If you're chaos, you get the cockatrice or something that's about yeah. that level. The if you're order, you get. They'd be able to then sell a particular kit, wouldn't they? Yeah. So it'd be quite good because then you just know that you always have it just in case. Well, they it could, comes they up. could actually, if they really wanted to right now, they could just re- release a Wandering Beasts kit and it was just yeah. a random. Yeah. Or everyone gets a Chaos Spawn, like, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone just gets a random. But again, like, things like Mangler Squigs you can get for free and that. They're just so powerful because they're just so randomly strong if they want to be. Yeah. My Thunder Tusk rolled a 1 for shooting attack and I died. <laughs> so, <laughs> did absolutely nothing. Again, if that went the other way... And you ban it! Ban it! It's rubbish! But if you took off whatever it was... But it's also the... Thunder Tusk's really good because it can just like then tag a, a unit. And it's minus, and it's one, minus to one to hit. Yeah. If, you just hit, if you're hit against someone that hits on 4s, it's going to be there for ages. Yeah. Definitely if they don't have combat units. His other question was, is 2.5 hours long enough for a game 
It seems to be becoming more of a problem for some yeah. people. Yeah. Shall I take that one? Go for it, Scott. It's two and a half hours long enough. Do you need longer? Well, I think two, two hours 45 is worth trying. It doesn't yeah. doesn't extend the tournament too much. I only failed on one game, and that was the game two against John Zinch, um, which was a cracking game. It was, it was, it was backwards and forwards. Um, we were fighting. Like I, I started turn one, and I was right in his face. So I just I attacked the Zangors with as much as I could get into it. Um, and we're fighting from turn one. So that was, okay, you wouldn't think it's two grindy things, but um, actually his Zango were in a bit of mystical, so that was in play. Um, and it just, although, although it was a relatively new list for me and a, and a fairly new list for John as well, so that slows things down a little bit. Um, I don't think Realms, so what was game two? That was um, Life, was that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you know that that wasn't impinging much on it. Um, it was just it was just a good backwards and forwards game. We both made mistakes. Um, better players would have closed it out sooner. Certainly, I made you know people pointed out to me very obviously that I made mistake. Could have closed it out the major, um, but it it went to I think it went to five. It might even have gone to end of four. I think it went to five, um, but it needed to because it was just to get equal turns in, and it, and it was it. John could have got the major at the very end. He happened to roll a one for his burning my objective, his was Scorched Earth, um, which made it a tie. And then it came out of kill points. And in order to, to work that out properly, I mean, I was mad. I think I was way ahead, actually, as, as it turned but out. See, that that's sorry, that's an example of a mission that does need the full tie, five turns. Yeah. yeah because yeah. If, if you ended on turn three and you just at the end of turn three went, oh, I'll burn that. I get three points. I've won. Yeah. So if and it, it's just because they don't get a chance to fight back. Pretty much everything was burned. I think I think my, my middle one was was unburned, um, but he was he, he attacked it, you know. So it was it was a great game. It was a brilliant game. But it, even and to be honest, even two two hours forty five, we were probably more than that because we went we went straight into game three. Kev was very grateful um, in letting us keep going. Um, he, he wasn't pushing it, and me and John were not being knobs about it. We were wanting to get it done because it was it was really close. It was a really really good game. Um, but I think I think two forty five is worth trying. It doesn't, you know, like game three, I was, at that point, I was knackered going into game three, so I was actually quite glad to be playing Lee, because I'm thinking, well, this will be over quickly. <laughs> and, and it was, I was finished with more than, well, probably about an hour left, and I was tabled, you know, and that's, that's with beasts, that's with, you know, certainly, well, I had two and a half thousand points at the table, plus a, a zombie dragon, um, you know, tickling 3k, versus his daughters with a soul grinder, um, and he, he cleared me off nicely, so... Um, that's just because they throw out stupid amount of dice and they reroll everything. If they were oh, reroll yeah. everything, oh, he, they're not. They really aren't great if you can hit them before they can hit you. Well, he thought he was. He thought I was going to come and hit him, but that's that's maybe an, another mistake I've made. But I I still think he was caged up too much, and I would have got maybe one or two units in, and they would have maybe done some damage, and then he'd have just deleted them and then come at me. So, um, anyway, off track yeah. here. But I I think it's worth trying. I think we need to try the tours forty five because. I've already heard it from a few different sources now about the fact that it is in players' minds. This game might not go to five turns, so I'm going to score early in case mm. this comes up so that we can, mm -hmm. if the game gets ended early, which it shouldn't, it should never do, I'm going to be ahead on points and I'm going to win when it comes to that discussion. It should never yeah. be a thing. Like in my game one against Phil, we had 37 minutes left at the end of turn one. 
he had 120 rats or something on the table he deployed. It was taking a long time to even remove casualties and roll the combats. But we had that discussion and we decided to just play it out. We got through all four uh, of the rest of the turns. We played right up to the clock finished, but we got all the turns done. And it mattered because I would have won if we only got one more turn in. Just mm. based on how much I scored in turn one in focal points. And your but, kill points would have been way up on against his. Yeah. Because you actually killed stuff and I he killed would have stuff. He would have like wounded units probably into turn two. Not probably yeah, deleted maybe your killed one formation. Unit, killed one unit of eels, I think. Because I still had like one eel left in turn five from one mm-hmm. unit. Yeah. So like I would have if it went to a tie, I'd have got the minor. And if it ended in turn two, I'd have scored all the objectives, whereas he'd have only been able to score maybe a couple of them across two turns. So it was worth playing all the way to turn five to actually get the proper feeling of the game. And the thing is, is if that's in the back of players' minds that this game might not end, you're going to end up with the players that actually build a strategy around it. Sad to say, but people will do it. So it just needs to be gone. It shouldn't be a thing. All games should get five turns, um, especially if it's going to affect ranking points and tournament standings. So I think two hours, 45 minutes should definitely be tried first, but... I would support a penalty of some sort. Um, don't know how you impose it. Though, it? Uh, yeah, because yeah. you don't want to be... I know that there was talk in the past of if you, you might lose a point for every turn below five. But then about... your opponents are, are not... You know, it's not their fault, potentially, and you're then taking Again, points so off this, them. This comes down to... Uh, obviously, uh, there's been previous mentions of people having slow games. Uh, but you have the option to help your opponent if you, if you're aware that they may be a slow player or aren't knowledge to the game as you are, uh, or rulings. So, like example, like Scott says, what's your fifth game now with that army, Scott? Yeah, what, seven seven games. Six? She had a practice game before it, didn't you? Yeah, with, well, to be honest, there's. There's, there's still memory from obviously playing it before, so it's not. It's sure it's, it's, not it's jumped list, quite a lot, though. It's, it's like there's new there's new there's new layers to it, definitely. Yeah. Uh, with that, it's like like you say, it's having that conversation with your opponent. Like obviously, like I quite often will sit with my opponent's war scroll when they're working for their combats and just look at it and go, just so I know what they're actually doing. Not that I think obviously my opponent's gonna make a mistake or something, but it's more also the communication of what's happening like so if there's negatives to hit because obviously i have a, i have an army that debuffs people quite a lot if yeah. your opponent just goes oh it's freeze and then they pick up obviously their hits or something matters obviously what order some people do it in they then i then go no that's that's fives or fours because of this if you're not having that conversation with someone then you're just letting them outweigh again that that straight away they're gonna then have to re-roll that set of dice because it's wrong because you're obviously not going backwards or forwards or yeah. someone. TOs can be a bit more proactive with time as well, I think. When I was a, when we played at Facehammer, um, they were trialling something, I think, weren't they, where they were write down how many game, how many turns you've finished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they saw patterns coming up, they were going to push you. They were walking about the tables because mm-hmm. Russ came up and asked me what turn we were on because it was getting close to the end and he yeah. wanted to make sure that we were going to finish our game when I was playing against uh, the chap from... Northern Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. So like he was being proactive and going, right, these games are still going on. Let's go and make sure that they're going to get their games done. Um, if it's going to be a problem, then they can at least look at the situation and make a judgment call on whether or not 
somebody's at it. And well, that's it. As much, as much as, like you say, you're coming to an agreement with your opponent that the game's ending here, and, like, say it was turn two, for, say, say it was Scott and someone else, and that other person was like, I've scored early. I can win on turn two, and Scott does have a chance of winning the game because we're going to, I'm going to slow myself down, sort of thing, or the yeah. game's going to start grinding a lot here. I think it should come down to the TO's decision more than you agreeing with your opponent mm-hmm. that, oh, we're not going to get any more turns and I'm, I'm having the win. Like, if we look at again, Scott's that, example, that would, that would then... if I'm the TO and I walk up to Scott and John's game and John rolls a three plus in order to get a point to beat you and you've still got turns to play. I would, as the TO, I would say, well, let's talk through the last couple of turns and see what the oh, score yeah. is. Oh, yeah, we, we wouldn't through. have kept going as, uh, to the bitter end, definitely not. Had, had he, I'd have shook his hand there and then. Had he, had he got the major? There's no point carrying on. Well, what turn were you on when that happened? I, it was either four, it might have been five, I, I can't remember actually. I didn't check my little book. But, yeah. if, that happened, if that happened in three, how is that fair? It, you, no, it wasn't. You it, could have still won at that yeah. point. You know, I mean, if if, there was if it's still open, like I think that I think TO should probably step in in that situation and make yeah. a judgment call because I don't think it's fair for games to, to end early. Again, Maybe that, that, that would can be better than imposing. Vote. Again, that can affect a favourite game vote. Take it out of the player's hands. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're allowing that player to control their fate almost. Like the same idea with like, oh, my mate's doing really well on the next table to me. Oh, so he doesn't play this guy next. I'm going to slow myself down. Take it for the team mindset sort of thing. I, I, I don't, don't know think happens, many people but... do it though, do they? I, I, I don't think in Scotland, well, I, I've not seen any up here sort of no. instances of people intentionally doing it. I think it's honest and people are playing with bigger armies. It's mm. two, we've always had two and a half hours has always been the thing right back into I old I will hammer. not name I will not name names, but I've watched or been beside games that I think someone is either not intentionally maybe taking their time, but they're then causing their opponent to stress and play faster, causing errors. And that's happened well, that might mean on many that. occasions. Well, that's that's I'd, not, well. Not I'd say on. many. I'd say over five. I'd say I, over I, five I just, times. I've seen think that. The, the problem. The problem is people are, are having to deal with more and more things. There's there's more. There's your malign sorcery additional things. There's there's realms. There are kinda... more things to think about, and people are summoning in bigger armies. So you know you're looking at things like Scott and his spec. You were two and a half thousand points a game. A game. Playing to your limitations as well, for like well, yeah, is. summoning is, is an option. About. Malign yeah. sorcery is an option. Taking things that are hard to play with is an option. I played through five games, uh, five turns with all my games with Nagash. Absolutely broke my back doing it, but I played fast because I knew that I was holding people back. So the the problem that we've got is that it's not a, it, it isn't an issue for seventy five percent of the field, but it is an issue for the other twenty five, and it is happening. And the, even the TO of that event has commented on it happening. People only getting one and two turns in. It's just not on. So I think we, we, we've already we've already said it. We do we do the extra fifteen minutes and if it still keeps happening then I don't I know. It's got to go further down. I liked I liked what Ben Curry did at the uh Masters. Masters. It's a lot harder it's a lot harder to control with so many players because obviously everyone will just again that's the argument of say that you and your opponent only got three turns in. Would you just write five? Because I'd suppose, here's another argument. If, yeah, your opponent... if you talk it through, that is five. If you if you sit there, yeah. If you talk it through, three, it's 
and yeah, you talk, you talk through, through what, what five, happened, you may even want to shake your hand roll. Yeah, but then you just say, you, if someone shakes your hand at two, you write five, it's, they're conceding. It's not, that's not because you've run out of time, is it? You'd still always put that's five. If, again, that's the point of, like, we still actually don't have it in this rules that if you're tabled, the game ends. Or well, in Knife to the Heart. There's Knife to the Heart when you win both objectives on turn, uh, the start of turn three, it says you win major victory. Does the game stop? I had or a couple of thoughts points? about that event that we've just had this weekend. Um, their secondary was scenario points scored. Mm. And if I was wondering what would happen if your opponent conceded and you only scored scenario points for the first one. couple of turns. Yeah. What figure would you put down? Like, is that a way to stop people conceding games? Or is it a way to stop slow play? putting something like that in where if you're not going to get to towards turn five and your scenario points are going to be quite low is that a way to police it i don't know what your thoughts are we've, on that we, we, we talked a couple of episodes ago about the kind of charter we've, we've kind of not really pushed that recently no. but we need to get back onto that that's that's something that you know can it's a sort of framework for a game that we can put in is how how do you finish a game properly for a, yeah. for a tournament where a couple of things from the other end as well what what Kev did really well, and I hope this continues, is pre-event missions yeah. and realms. Yeah. And but I did see people with little homework sheets that they'd done pre-event. You know, with little. Charlie done it, yeah, and yeah. I ended up using it in our game because yeah. I hadn't prepared. Yeah, and that's, so. that, that that can only be good, and that and that speeds things up. You know, I, we, we we talked about it in the here beforehand. That that helped us out and helped me out, and um, yeah, it can, that can only be a good thing. So let's keep that going. So I suppose that probably leads us on nicely to the next question, which is, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll skip one just to ask this one because it ties in. Should an event be run without realm rules and should an event be run without realm artifacts? I don't see why not for both no. of them. Yeah, it's up to the TO. I'd well, go to an event without realms and realm artifacts okay. just because oh, I, I heard... A lot of good things about well, not only Blood the event tithe. we've had this weekend, but Blood Tithe. Everybody had rave reviews about just how much Easier. of a breath of fresh air it was, and just I suppose that's one less thing to worry about in a team event. But even for a singles event, I think it'd be good. No, I think it'd be it'd be a breath of fresh air to see it. I think people would go to events like that. Mike's even put the comment that if the Howling was next month, he wouldn't use realms to mix it up. Um, I think Howling's scheduled for October, isn't it? So I think we're all kind of hoping that there's going to be an update to... Well, we're going to have a handbook between now and then anyway. Who so, knows what it'll be like then, goodness God me. God knows, yeah. Could there's be a new thing coming out as well. There's just yeah. this, whatever, whatever, that, that, whatever that is. <laughs> My thing to spin into it, though, was the argument, obviously, if you're pretty much... You're not using the realm rules and you're not pretty much using Malin Sorcery, does that then block off the endless spells that are generic? Because otherwise, the, obviously every book that's came out since AOS 2 has endless spells in their book. They would then have a stronger advantage of having the other, spells. The other that, ones they've got the War Scrolls, aren't they? Yeah, hmm? they've got War Scrolls. And they're in the handbook. They're not, they're not, the actual endless spells are not in Malign Sorcery, oh, are they? It's just something for a TO to write in the pack, isn't it? Just, yeah, they I mean, are. There's, there's something that there's no, there's no, There's no War Scrolls in the Malign Sorcery book. They're all just on the cards that come in the box. That's what, what I'm saying. I mean is they've got War Scrolls on the app and stuff. Like the War Scrolls exist outside of that malign sorcery mm. book. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I can that. I can see the whole mind sorcery book being banned and endless spells still being a thing. Because yeah. endless spells have been added on to armies as separate releases outside of the malign sorcery. Yeah. So I, I, I see the malign sorcery artifacts and realm spells being something that's I, updated either in the handbook or this it's new seasonal, book. seasonal, isn't it? I, yeah. I don't think that's going to be there after this year. A lot of people struggle with it. And a lot of them, I mean, I've, I've been on, I've heard people on the table next to me at an event say, um, do you play... Do you play this realm spells? And the other person's gone, oh. and the other guy's just gone, well, should we just not play them? And they've gone, yeah. And they've played it without them anyway because they, they don't like it. I mean, I, th- I think people don't. And if people don't want it and they're just looking at wanting a game, people do and they enjoy that. And it is a lot to think about and a lot to remember, especially if, if realms are being determined at the time and then you're suddenly pulling out a button. I think I mean, it's the realmscapes are worse. I think that's the thing. Because again, I didn't remember my game with Craig, the Beast one. We didn't remember that. Yeah, I forgot as well. Yeah, it's it's that part of the turn is too heated already that rolling that six plus, you would just be like, really? I think for they do deterrent gun lines, as much as that sounds, I think, like, I think if Realm of Fire and Shadow didn't exist as they were, I still think folk would have a gunline army. I think gunlines would still be back. Like obviously the list that everyone hated, which was the like the Hurricanums and the bow hunters. Obviously, maybe not that same build now, but they would still have a wall of chaff that you spend two or three turns in, and the rest of the army just delete in a couple of shooting phases. I still think that would be a thing. That's my only thing. Right, so next question. Mike has asked which War Scroll is the most criminally criminally underused in Age of Sigmar. But I saw I, I was thought that was like half a question. I thought he was gonna say most underused and best. I was hoping for, but there's not a Well criminally underused, so should be used more. Okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, just to piss off Mike, I'm going to say long beards. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually great. So they've got four up save. They reroll saves if they make a shield wall. They've got a grumbling, which can mean that any model that flees from the unit a five up, it stands where it is. Like they're they're decent. Uh, you should play them more and then play me in tournaments with his dispossessed army. <laughs> I'm going to pick two. I'm going to say Gunhaulers and Manfred von Karstein. Right, so they're not criminally underused. They're rightfully <laughs> underused. <Do> you... <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, I, I believe it's criminal. People should take good-looking models or good-fluff models. I've not particularly got any that I'm... Probably from something from the Bretonian range, I'm guessing, would be oh, the... <laughs> is there still a Bretonian range, isn't that? Flesh is. Courts? Flesh <laughs> Courts, all the same thing. What about you, Scott? What do you think you should see more of on the table? Don't say magma dragons. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's good but not taken, and it's it's, it's tricky. Ashley and Guard. There's another one. The, the, other, is, the other type of eel. <laughs> the thing I've never seen is a beast of Nurgle, and there's reasons for that. But um, oh God, yeah, they've they've got lovely models. Well, I say lovely. No, oh, nice I bought, looking I bought, models. I've got four of the damn things. With, with, <laughs> but the new one, 
Yeah, you don't like exactly new ones, Stu? It'd be nice if there really. was more variety in them. I think you'd need, you'd need to chop a few up to... I you think more... the fact that a lot of people sort of painted them up like ball bags, didn't they? And they you put <laughs> it's them not how they them. They look like a, a Did you, did you, go, did you t- go look in a mirror and go, yeah, it looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> There's a life oh, no, the, That's what they were. They were they were putting them all over Twitter and they, it was a bit of a thing at the time. Uh, uh, I'd like to see, uh, and maggot, what they called, maggot lords. There you go. Yeah, maggot lords. Yeah, I used to like, what, what cool. were they? Are that the ones like Blob and stuff? Yep. Yeah, the yeah, three I of them. Like um, they're, they're, they're really cool. And they've got some teeth. I think they're just overpointed. Really? There's a lot yeah. of nice looking models that have just got crap. Yeah, either crap rules or, or they're really badly pointed, aren't they? Low tan. That's the thing with low tan. Low tan. I was thinking low tan, but I was like, nah, you're not going to. Honestly, it'd probably be something like the Drake Seer. Has an absolute amazing spell. Obviously, Jack Armstrong just to get the Masters. But other than that, I don't think I've seen it on the table. I see the other one. You see the better the better wizard. But the Drake Seer is obviously the one with the Flames of the Phoenix, where you can just... It's almost like an easier-to-use uh, Curse of Years. I think it's quite cool. Mm-hmm. And again, it's still not a dragon. It's still a dragon at the end of the day. This is why, we were, obviously, we were saying at uh, the beginning... With Slanesh getting their book, I would love to see that all the elves have to kind of like create a wall or a barrier to the realm of light and protect it. So all the old elf books join together, sort of thing. And then you get cities of light, sort of thing. And obviously, there's the different cities and temples build themselves to deal with certain things. Like, so you'd still have the Phoenix Temple and the the Temple of uh, Azadun and things like that. Oh, I think they're going the way of the bend, me. All those. No, models. I don't think they will. Oh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> they stole some of them are probably some of the best kits they've done. All the old Mortarks are going to go. There's going to be new Mortarks, man. You mean the real Mortarks? Well, all the old Mortarks. <laughs> all the old. Everything that's old is being replaced, you. Oh, they're not old, then. They're new. They are. I, I think the most criminally underused one is like the Watchtower, and it's the rules for garrisoning because nobody uses it. <laughs> nobody them. uses it, yeah. Again, it's, a a rule, it's, a clump, it's a clumpy rule. Well, it, it is, clumpy but rules, it is part just... of the game, isn't it? But none of us do use it. Let's it is... take endless spells out and put garrison buildings on every table. Well, I think, I think we should have one on every table. You should have a building again. For you should have a piece of line of sight blocking scenery on every table, but oh, there's yeah. still not that. Because I saw that. Wild. Look at the, <laughs> yeah, it's loads. Yeah. Oh, I had a, so that was... game against Craig. I'm glad I didn't play you last weekend, Stu. I had Sylvan 14 on the table at one point. Oh, 14, you bad man. <laughs> 14 bases, that was. Bad, bad man. I had two heroes die to um, Hilario's Metamorphosis. Thankfully, he'd ran out of tree bases and he couldn't create more woods. <laughs> he could have turned them into woods. Oh, God, they're horrible. There's heaps of stuff oh. that don't doesn't see the table just because its rules are not good. Yeah, not everybody's a masochist and paints up 20 useless models just because it helps them put a battalion on the table. Oh, 30. Reavers. You didn't need to do 30 of those two, did Reavers we? Reavers are good. You could have stopped at 20. <laughs> Reavers are good. <laughs> Try playing Sylvaneth and say Reavers are good, Liam. God, they're terrible. Yeah. They did nothing. Oh, it's because you're a minus one to hit. That's what no, it's because you can't see anything. 
They're all in the woods. You need line of sight. So yeah. what have we got what have we got next? So there was one more. Uh, it on. was from Mike again. What faction will win the Justice Series GT? And if you were, he said, if you were around a tournament pack, I think he means if you were writing a tournament pack for an event yeah, his, next uh, month, how would you use the realms and pick battle plans? So we've already talked on the pick and battle plans and yeah. pre-draw them from yeah. pools after submission of lists. Uh, yep. As much as I like the pools, I would still take out the missions that are horrid. I would, I would take out better part of I would leave Relocation Orb in, though. I don't think it's as bad as yeah. Better Part of Valor. I was We're going to get that now at Twin Realms Game 2. Better Part of Valor Game 3 <laughs> Relocation Orb. Oh, GG's in Turn 1. <laughs> you never Honestly, know. it will be. Uh, so, uh, the Justice Series be... GT's next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Same as the DevCon. I'm going to say Deepkin again. I think uh, my main man James is going to Knock it out of the park again. Go five zero. I don't know who's there. That's my issue. Well, I don't know who's if there. we just talk about factions, what faction do you think could win? Deep corn. Or fac. New New Corn. There you go. It's I don't think new corn. I, oh. new corn. I don't think will be good this early in. I think it's a army that will need practice. Unless I'm going uh, to call corn third, flesh eater court second, and Deepkin first. And I think Skaven and Flesh Eater Courts are going to be clouding the top 10. I think that there's going to be three yeah, Flesh Eater Courts and yeah. two Skaven in the top 10, filling out 50% of it. 48 names on TGA just now for this, for, TG, for uh, Justice oh, Series. Oh, on so, TGA. So Tony Moore's there twice, so I presume he's got two tickets. He's not taking Nagash and Flesh Eaters, I don't It'll think. Him and Nige. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got Laurie, Huggett Wild is there. You've got uh, Gary Percival's there, so there's big Ben Sava's there. So there's some big ones, some big ones there. Uh, Best Painted already wrapped up. Graham Shirley's there. Um, <laughs> Andy Hughes. So there's, yeah, Tinsdale. So there's some like, big names, yeah. It should be a good one. I, I would have gone if it wasn't. Um, if it wasn't so close to Follow the World, I'd have gone. Well, I was going to go, but it's Gil's 40th next week. So yeah. uh, I thought, no, that's just, uh, you know. 30th, you mean, Scott? That's. Uh, no, she's old. She's getting old. Oh. <laughs> oh. Edit that I'll, I'll edit that, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I think this is droning. We're petering out. I'm, I'm going I'm to press the button. So we're... Uh, well, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back. Uh, I think it's going to be after... It'll probably be just before Heat 2, actually. Maybe middle of April, I suppose it'll be. After Twin um, Realms. After Twin yeah, Realms, we'll do yeah. some after Twin Realms. So, Unless and somebody I'll, wants to do a mini-show when the list come out. Don't know. Yeah, we could potentially. Yeah. I'll be going to the, the Bad Dice one day or whatever that is uh, down in Derby um, the Saturday after Twin Realms as well. So We need to talk uh, about our, uh, our forthcoming trip north, Stu, as well. Yes, Tromso. Tromso to be crowned king in the north. I don't think um, you guys are going to make it back. I think you're going to be sold into slavery in a Viking lodge or something like that. I need to read the tweet. We're going to eat a moose or something. Uh, or an elk. Or whatever it is that they have up there. I've just got an invoice through from them. No, no, they don't have hogs. They can't survive that far north. They don't have hogs? No, no. It's, we uh, don't grow bananas in the UK and you can get them, Stu. 
No. Not in the It's the North Pole. It's the North Pole. It's only there's only reindeer and a moose. If they can fly you and Scott in, they can fly in a pig. And I'm not making a direct correlation to you two and pigs. I'm just saying that the technology is there. Yeah, no, I'm sure they can. And the gork. That's how it works. (laughs) Relocation pig. Yeah, I'm gonna be taking uh I'm gonna be taking ogres, I think. I'm gonna take I'm gonna be taking either ogres, yeah. Or uh, beast claw, something something easy to travel with. <laughs> yeah, something easy to travel with. Something that I can I can push around with with yeah. limited uh, sort of like perceptive skills because I'm yeah. planning on on, on consuming ale. Yeah, maybe no gristle gore for you, Scott. <laughs> Those uh, dragons, you can take the eels if you want. Uh, that that sounds like a mind a mind f. <laughs> They're dead easy to transport, actually. The eels. I was just playing them. It's the the difficult part. Oh no, I, I'm going. I'm going for the event rather than to be competitive. I'll be taking. I'll be digging out my old ogres. I think and uh, going for the fun. It's uh, so it's not one I want to be thinking too heavily about when it comes to playing. Okay, this is this is the tweet that got me. Um, that got us interested. So this was Greg Alexander Nygaard. I don't know if I pronounced that name right, but he's at Darth Alec on Twitter. So he's one of the Mm-hmm. Norwegian, Norwegian guys. Um, so he tweeted. He retweeted the, the organizer, uh, and he says, "If any of you foreigners want to play, it's on eleventh of March. If any of you foreigners want to play Age of Circle, Age of Sigmar, north of the Polar Circle, in a biker gang clubhouse, while the bikers sell you beer and make waffles, and the hosts cook a whole buffalo's worth of meat, get on it! It's almost full already." So that was that was me sold pretty much. Um, yeah, good <laughs> me. You just want to, you just want to uh, chat up the biker gang that are selling you drinks. We'll, we'll come back. You look like a biker anyway, Stu. I'm in trouble. I look like a, a sensible chap. <laughs> yeah, you'll need to you leave your glasses to wear a leather waistcoat. I need to get some tattoos. <laughs> get <sleeves>. some contacts. <laughs> you'll be right. It's all fine. No, it'll be it'll good be fun. Good. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a highlight, I think, that one. I'm definitely looking forward to that more than any other event this year. When so, is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's the Facehammer weekend. It's the 21st, 22nd, I think it is. So. September. Right, okay. It was one or the other. Yeah. I'll be at a wedding that weekend. Uh, Fun. Yeah. It's sold out now. 30, uh, 32 players, was it? Yeah. You, it's you, like the biggest one they've ever had or something. You, I think. you expanded it up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. That tweet did it. So I think <laughs> there's people flying in from all over. I think even Jonathan's going in from Sweden as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So that be fun i think there'll be quite a few we're gonna to have to uh we've got our room in that book so we'll have to uh i've got to start out my getting off orkney bit right then well thanks everybody for bearing with us uh that's it um we'll find some some sufficiently soothing uh music to to play out to maybe some whale song or something like that <laughs> the world is a vampire to drain Secret destroyers Hold you up to the flames And what do I get For my pain Betray desires And up piece of the game Even though
Just a rat in a cage. And some.